Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on July 26th, 2019. It's been a while since we've recorded. Took some time off, pre, pre-recorded some episodes, and it feels good to be back. Starting the episode, of course, we're going with baseball talk, coming off the heels of a, uh, a disappointing freeway series, to say the least. Then we have some massive Marvel news. You know, it never stops. The machine never stops. Some huge uh, reveals at San Diego Comic-Con. Then, of, of course, since I'm back from vacation, we're going to talk about my vacation. Got some, got some stories to tell Tyler and some stories to tell you, the listeners. And then finally, Tyler went and saw Lion King on his anniversary. And uh, just a little preview, not a big fan. Mm-mm. But we're going to talk about it. Let's do this thing. I don't feel so good. Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. 
So, Tyler, I want to start off the episode by telling you uh, congratulations. Yeah, we're the champs. I know, Jay. You are the champs. The it's, freeway it's, it's series. It's hard being this good. Um, just true talent, one through nine in the lineup. <laughs> Absolute dominant performance of Shohei coming off the bench on base two out of two times. Um, I just There isn't a whole lot else to say. I'm happy for you guys because I know this is your World Series. So, I mean, the Angels are just the alpha SoCal team. That's all it is. You know, that's all they're, uh, Padres aren't even in fucking contention. Okay. You guys can't even get one win against us. Okay. Just alpha. We got the greatest player on the planet. Yes. We got the greatest Japanese player on the planet. Yes. As of right now, yes. You're goddamn right. Um, you know, it just... One through nine. Tanaka? Though. Is Tanaka better? No, he's garbage. Okay. One through nine. Four-game sweep. Dodgers are on a real down note right now, Jay. Two-game losing streak. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you guys missed the playoffs. Yeah, with our 14-and-a-half game lead in the division. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good, good I don't, win. You know, I don't care about July baseball. I care about October baseball. I've told you this time and time again. You know, Jay, the grinds. I'm happy for you guys. grinds every month. I saw myself getting a little upset at these games, and I thought, you know what? It's all right. Because we sucked all four games, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. It just so happened to happen against the Angels, like it does every time. Goddamn right. I wish we had at least one game where we were at full strength and we like just destroyed you, because I feel like we could have, but it's all right. I think it was the first game in L.A. You're like, yeah, we actually have a good lineup going out there tonight, too. Yeah, we did, but you know what? So I don't want to hear no full strength. You threw your best players out there. We threw you know our what? best players out there. You, we didn't even throw our best players out there. Shohei was chilling on the bench. Three of the four games, you avoided our three-headed monster, so... You saw Ryu. Oh, you saw Ryu in one of the games, and in that game, Joe Kelly blew it. You know, Jay. In two of those games, we didn't have our cleanup hitter hitting cleanup. Oh my god! So I mean, there's, there's you got to see Kenta twice, and you saw the Lord and Savior Ross Stripling, who did good. Saw him twice too. He came out of the bullpen. Yeah, he came. Stadium. Yeah, and he didn't do like anything. No, he was lights out. At Angel Stadium. He came out of the bullpen twice at Angel Stadium then. Because the first game, yeah, he came out through to like one batter. Then Mike Trout was coming up. And as he said on our podcast, he does not face Mike Trout very well. So they pulled him. And then I think he pitched again the game we went to. Yeah, I was going to say, the game we went to. Yeah. His lights out. And then he started on I just want to personally yesterday. apologize to uh, Ross Stripling for handing him an unfortunate <laughs> loss. Yeah. He's I'll better s- than that. I know he's better than that. <laughs> um, it's tough when you just run into, you know. Hard place and an immovable object. I think you guys scored two runs off him. <laughs> I don't know. We suck against the Angels so bad every time. Every time. I just look, we talked about it for the pod. There's three teams with at least 100 games played against that we have under a 500 record against. And in all the league, you guys, the Cardinals, and the Giants. And I 100% believe that. That and is not surprising whatsoever. Just to clarify, your worst record is against us. Well, I think it was technically against like some team that doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, against you guys. It's like 435 winning percentage. So we'll go minimum 50 games. Yeah. Worst against us. Yeah. I think you can go like minimum 40 games and still worst against you guys. Worst against us because we are alphas. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that Alpha far, Alpha mentality. You know, Won what? a World Series this decade. Not this decade. Oh my. Don't even talk about that plus. World Series. I'm sick and tired of people our age bringing up that World Series. When you were four years old, you didn't even root for the team back then. The more recent Which we've World already Series, proven. the better head-to-head record. Jake, come to the winning side. <laughs> you guys won a World Series in 2002, and you're using come, that as an come argument. Come to the winning side, Jay. 
The difference in time between your World Series and our last World Series is less than the difference between now and your last World Series. That's not going to matter when we win next year. <laughs> not this year. There's no way we're winning. Dodgers are winning. What's your argument going to be when the Dodgers win the World Series in the next three years? Just a firm, manly handshake. Really? Nothing. Just, no, you'll come up with some bullshit. I'm just going to stare you in the eyes and shake your hand. No, bullshit. You will not just shake me in the hand. You'll say, oh, who has a better regular season record? We do. Yeah, that'll be your argument. But there's always something. There's always something. I mean, technically, we would win the World Series at that point then. <laughs> <laughs> then I guess we're like the three-time World Series champs. No, no, no. no, no, no. You've, you've lost every time. Yeah. Well, the last two. I My logic didn't make sense. I nope. was going somewhere else with that. Jay, do you feel good? I feel great. You guys five games over 500 finally? Something like that. We're on a roll. Seven and three in our last ten. Multiple game. I think it's like four game winning streak, maybe. We got the Orioles. We're gonna be in the wild card spot by the end of next week. Next pod, we're gonna be in a wild card. And spot. that'll be your peak, possibly, because we have a dominant or terrible. Like our schedule is real fucking rough to end the season. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if we finished under five hundred. I wouldn't be surprised if we played one hundred sixty-two games against you guys and the Giants. We finished under five hundred. It's because you guys care about those. You guys and the Giants care about those games so much because they're rivalry games. And I don't know. It just it always happens that Honestly, way. Honestly, it looked like our guys weren't even really trying when I was watching. But, you know, the Dodgers, they're just like, you know, they're used to playing October so much that sometimes it's hard to get up for like a Wednesday night July game. They're just like, dude, I just care about October. I'm just trying to play some Fortnite. I, mean, I don't even think Trout swung full speed when he hit the ball 454 feet against you guys. Dude, I kid you not, that exact bat, like two bitch pitches before, I was like, Mike Trout's going to dick on Kenta. I, I just had a feeling. Every It's Kenta in general against Mike Trout. I don't know. It's just like Kenta throws these soft-ass change-ups, and I'm like, dude, Mike Trout's going to destroy that. <laughs> it was like 85 on the outside corner, and he just fucking crushed it down the line. It's like one of those things where he like throws right into Trout's swing path, I feel like, and I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> like It's just like, you know, there's certain pitchers that just throw right where a guy likes it, and it's just like... Jeez, that's Kenta should be his home run derby pitcher. That's if, a great idea. Well, Trout will never do the home run derby. He's not an alpha like Chalk Peterson. Making history with Vladdy Jr. Bold take, Jason. Yes. Actually, uh, talk. I don't know what to say. Um, the Dodgers, we were doing decent, kind of sucking. Well, we're not really sucking. We're just mediocre the last month. But it's all right. We got a big homestand coming up. Got to prove it series against the Nationals on the road. If we sweep them, that'll be huge. Three-game series in Colorado, who's been atrocious recently. That could be, you know, we could win. If we win five out of those and then we start our homestand, we could go on a good run. We could win like 20 out of 25. And then before you know it, we're even better than we already are. I don't think we have the best record anymore, though. I think the Yankees overtook us. And let me tell you, the Yankees scare the shit out of me, Ty. They scare me. They are so damn good. They're a good team, bro. They are so good. Jason? Yeah. Cole Calhoun is better than Jock Peterson. Uh, Probably. So don't come at me with no alpha takes <laughs> when our third outfielder is better than Jock Peterson. When your third outfielder is better than our fourth outfielder. Dude, they, what? they've been playing Jock at first because they has nowhere to play in the outfield. Our best three outfielders are Pollock, Verdugo, and Bellinger. Jock's on the outside looking in, baby. Cole Calhoun. I don't know why, but I, I see Jock at the top of your lineup. I'm like, yeah, Jock Peterson's a good player. It's a weird leadoff move. And I looked at his stats, and I'm like, he's garbage. He's not garbage. It just depends when you look at his stats. I don't like Cole Calhoun in our lineup. 
It just depends. And I'd rather have him than Jock Peterson. Just remember, like a month ago, we were talking about All Star voting, and you said you voted for Jock Peterson as the third All Star. And he's garbage now. I should have voted for Cole Calhoun. Okay, I don't know if Calhoun's better. That's a that's a stretch. Um, that's a stretch. One point eight WAR for Jock to Cole's two point five. That's just because defense hitting Jock is still the better hitter. Jock is hitting two forty one. Cole's hitting two forty three. Batting same averages of flawed stats. Same amount of home runs. Um. Jock has a better OPS, more walks, I'm pretty sure. No, not more walks. A little bit better OPS, barely. 20 points. They're the same player. And Cole Calhoun is a gold glove level uh, defender, though. So, they're the same player. Gold glove, same bat. No, because when Jock's hot, there's no one like him. I mean, did you see Cole Calhoun this weekend? And this is, you're, this is like Cole Calhoun at his best. He hit this 208 week. last year. This week? He hit 19 home runs. He hit 208 last year. Cole Calhoun is a better player than Jock Peterson. Jock has been ice cold, and they're even this year. Ice cold. Cole's real cold to start the season. Jock has now been stone cold. Literally terrible. The Angels have been posting that on their Twitter, like stone cold instead of stone cold. Just a bunch of Steve Austin shit. It's fucking hilarious. Dude, Jock's been pretty bad. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't mind if Jock Peterson got traded, quite frankly. Especially with Matt Beattie, who's like clutch off the bench. We don't need Jock. Trade deadline's he coming up, He sucks at first. Trade deadline. Trade deadline. It's coming up. What do you want to see your Dodgers do? What do I want to see? What if I talk this close to the mic? I don't um, like it, but well, we are a free man. We need to add a reliever. Okay. I don't want to see us trade for Felipe Vasquez, because that means they'll probably trade Gavin Lux, who... I have documented before is my future favorite Dodger, who has been on a tear in Triple A. Let me All tell I you. see is you tweeting stuff about him on social media. It seems like every other day he's got like a three hit home run game. Well, let's just say in twenty Triple A games, he's hitting four eighty two with eight bombs, twenty six rabies, <laughs> and a one point five OPS. That'll get the job done. In the minors this year, in eighty four games, he's hitting three fifty five with a over a one OPS, uh, twenty one home runs. Shortstop, probably he'll probably play second though. Uh, it'll work. Yeah. I don't want to trade him. And I see Dodger fans wanting to trade him. And I'm a little biased because I know him. But not to brag. Uh, he probably doesn't remember me. But <laughs> I don't want to trade him. If we could get Vasquez for other people, maybe like we have this catching prospect named Kiebert Ruiz, who's actually a like a higher touted catching prospect than Will Smith, the guy who's been playing. It's just Will Smith's older. They could trade him because Will Smith has shown he's good enough to be in the big leagues. They could, they could trade Kiebert Ruiz and someone else for Felipe Vasquez maybe. But I don't want to trade a... So, Kevin Lux. Let me ask you this though, Jay. I'd rather before you ask me, I'd rather trade for like a like a not an elite left like a like a above average, I don't know. You need a relief pitcher, you're saying. I'd rather go get a starter I, and bump one of your starters to the bullpen? I'd rather shop at, you know, Target than Macy's. <laughs> you're saying cheaper? I I don't know. I've like never cheaper, been to Macy's. Like cheaper, yeah. Like it's still Walmart than Target. Well, no, because Target's still good quality. It can still get the job done, but it's not quite. I don't know if Macy's is a good example, but I don't really know any fancy stores. (laughs) Bloomingdale's. Let me ask you something, Jay. Yo. You don't want to get rid of Gavin Lux? Absolutely not. No, I wouldn't trade Seager. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Why not? Would you rather trade Gavin Lux this year to get a lights-out arm? And win the World Series. Okay. Or just be a playoff team in the future <laughs> oh with God. him. 
Well, if because if you have a chance, your team clearly is looking good right now. Why not trade him so you can get the one trophy? Okay. Okay, that is a flawed question, and we could get more trophies without Gavin Lux. Like, we don't need Gavin Lux to be successful in the future. Exactly. But I like him. I'm just saying. And he could be a great second baseman. He could be our leadoff guy next year. If I were to guarantee you a World Series, if you traded him. Yes, I'd trade him. If it was a 100% guarantee, if they were like... 80%. I don't... Ty, these are theoretical questions that don't make sense. 80% chance you win the World Series if you trade him. Or you just you just play out the future and see how it goes with him in the future. Well, here here here's my logic: is I don't think the bullpen it has not been good by any means, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as everyone thinks in the playoffs because we're going to run a four man rotation, which is going to be Kershaw, Ryu, Bueller, Hill if Hill's healthy, and if Hill's not healthy, then probably Urias. But that's a four man rotation. So suddenly in the bullpen, you're adding Ross Stripling. You're adding Kenta Maeda, who's been much better out of the bullpen. I don't know if you've ever seen him pitch out of the bullpen. Mm-mm. He's like, when he just gives it his all and like, you know, gasses himself and like he's like super like tenacious, like he's good out of the bullpen. You he's got, not trying to last and he just goes yeah. for an inning. You got Stripling, Maeda, you got Urias. That's three guys who can all, you know, pitch it, you know, an inning or two. You know, Joe Kelly's been better recently. But, you know, you're adding three guys right there. Joe Kelly's been better recently, and then you got like Pedro Baez will have a role, and then like Kenley. That's six guys right there. You need like an eight man bullpen. There's another guy too I'm leaving out. I don't know. So all we really need to add is maybe one or two guys. Like it would be nice to add that elite guy, and I would trade Kiebert Ruiz and maybe like a pitching prospect, like the other guy, Dustin May, because the, the report is the Pirates want two out of the four, which is Ruiz, Lux, Will Smith, and Dustin May. And I would trade May and one of the catchers for Vasquez. I just don't want to trade Lux. But the thing is, we might not even need that because knowing the Dodgers and knowing how they use pitchers is they'll get this elite arm and then they'll be like, oh, he's a left-handed specialist. We're only going to use him against lefties. We're going to use him for one batter. What if you get like a Marcus Stroman who's been lights out this season? We don't need a starter. And it bumps one of your starters to the bullpen. It would be Hill, but I think Hill has that that playoff or Julio Urias back in the bullpen instead of being in. Your well, he would be rotation. in the. Well, that's assuming Rich Hill's hurt. Okay. We don't need a starter. Noah Syndergaard is available though. I would be interested in that. Gavin trade Lux for, for Noah, Noah Syndergaard? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I would rather trade for like a. I don't think he's available anymore, but a Will Smith from the Giants that'd be cool because we'd have Will Smith pitching to Will Smith. Um. <laughs> Will Smith from the Giants, he he's a good arm. That would be cheaper. Maybe like a – I don't even know who's available. Like, I don't know. I just don't want I – I wouldn't pay that much. And I don't even know if the Pirates are willing to trade Vasquez. I don't know. Reliever shelf lives are so short, and it's just like – I don't know, man. I don't know. That's fine. It probably would be better to trade for him, but I just don't want to trade Lux. That's fine, Jay. You're just going to be middle-of-the-road team. He But adding a reliever doesn't guarantee anything. Look how good the Brewers' bullpen was. You know, that didn't do anything for them. Once you get to October, it's a completely different ball game. Ball game. So we the should Dodgers haven't been able to figure out in okay, two you, seasons, Jay. You have to give the team credit for making the playoffs six years in a row and making the World Series two years in a row. I know it sucks losing the World Series, but you can't win the World Series if you don't get there. So there's that. You still That's still something. We have the most experience in the league. Clearly no, you do. No team has the experience we have. And, you know, why not I make trust that front office to push you over the edge, though? I don't think it puts us over the edge, though. That's the thing. You know? All right, just say how you've been. 
No, they can add pieces. It's be a real shame. They can add pieces. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be Vasquez. Real shame. Having a good bullpen doesn't matter if you're losing the game early on. That's true, and you guys have been doing that a lot in the last two games. Oh, shut so. up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Jay, uh, you put on this Jason's War Confusion. Oh, Not yeah. Not Battle, but capital W-A-R. Baseball stat war. I just don't understand how wins above replacement is calculated because baseball reference and fan graphs calculates it differently. Um, on baseball reference, Cody Bellinger has a better war than Mike Trout by like 0.2. Nothing like not a lot. But then on fan graphs, Trout has a better war by like almost one. And I was looking at their stats and it might be a little less close than it was a few days ago because I think Bellinger's been cold the last three days. But, like, I don't understand how Trout is so much better than Bellinger on fan graphs. And I looked up how they calculated it to, like, try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And even their logic didn't make sense. So I have a little bit of a stay woke that fan graphs just wants to give Trout a good war so we can all talk about how good it is. And we could be like, wow, he's historic. And then everyone goes to fan graphs to look at their war because they're like, wow, he has the best war and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's the case, but wouldn't that be a stay woke? Like the league wants everyone to think Trout's the best, so they just give him the best of this stat that no one knows how it's calculated. That's crazy stay woke. I don't think that's the truth though. But I have the formula right here for you. I no, I've read that exact same article. But let me let me so Mike Trout has zero point five better war than Cody Bellinger. Here's what I don't understand. So if you just go through his stats, Bellinger has one more home run. And I'm not saying Bellinger should be blowing Trout out of the water. I just don't know how it's so much better. So he's got Bellinger has one more home run. He has two more runs, four less RBIs, but he has one more stolen base. Their walk percentage, Trout 18.6, Bellinger 15, but Bellinger has him in K percentage. Trout 17.5, Bellinger's 15.7. ISO, which I don't know what that is. Trout has 365, Bellinger has 353. Batting average on balls in play, uh, Trout has a 287, Bellinger has a 323. ISO is raw power. Raw power. You would think that Bellinger would have more raw power because I think he makes like the most hard contact in the league. Trout has hard power. Don't get like raw power. Don't get me wrong. But um, Yelich has the best hard raw power. One formula is slugging percentage minus batting average. So that makes sense. A player if his who batting hits, average is so low. A player I, who hits only singles would thus have an ISO of zero. Because their batting average would be the same as okay, their but, slugging. Okay, I don't know if I like that stat because that stat's pretty much penalizing getting more hits, but whatever. Um, Bellinger has a better batting average on balls in play. <laughs> Bellinger's batting average, which is a flawed stat, is... Well, not really because... No, because if you have a higher slugging, like you have to get consistent hits to have a high slugging. But Bellinger has a higher slugging than Trout. He just has a, be- a higher batting average, so his ISO is lower. So he hits more singles. But he's hitting the ball more. So he's got less raw power. Would you rather have more home runs and more singles or home runs and outs? I'm just saying, look at a different stat if that's what you want to see. ISO shows you how much power someone's got. Trout makes contact. I think that's a bad way to calculate raw power because the definition of raw power should go to Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton 10 times out of 10. Joey Gallo. Throw him in there. (laughs) So better average. His on-base percentage is 12 points lower. His slugging is 21 points higher. His WOBA which I know is some fancy advanced stat people use, is one point higher. His WRC, weighted runs created plus, which I know is like a stat a lot of people use to calculate like how um, how much you contribute, mm-hmm. is four, four less than Trout, which I'm pretty sure is like minuscule because it's 185, 181. His BSR, I don't know what that is, is negative 0.8. I, 
that's like his one bad stat where Trout really has him. Trout has a 4.5. BSR? Yeah. So, and then his offensive rating, Trout has 51.2. Bellinger has 44.9. So, just on offense, Bellinger has kind of like the traditional stats, the average on-base slugging, home runs, runs. Trout has oh. a little more of the advanced stats because he walks more. Base running is a stat. Oh, it's um, base running? Yeah, it's stolen bases, caught stealing, um, taking extra bases on like balls in the gap. Okay, so Trout has a better than Bell. Bellinger is actually negative, and I think that's because the Dodgers kind of steal him more than they should, and he gets thrown out a lot. Um, so an excellent BSR would be 8, and awful would be negative 6, average is 0. Okay, so Trout's above average, Bellinger's average pretty much, like slightly below average. Yeah. So Trout has the better offensive, whatever statistic, by like 5? I don't know. Like 5.3? So, offensively, they look pretty similar, though. Bellinger has this, the traditional stats. Trout has not beaten some of the more advanced stats, but barely. Barely a better WRC. Um, Bellinger's well was better. But across the board, it's pretty similar. There's a coin flip. But that's where I get into my war argument. Defense, st- like, analytically, Bellinger is much better. And that's what they use to calculate war. So, if he's better analytically at defense, and I'm not saying the eyeball test, I'm not saying anything... But they use these analytics to calculate it. Like, how is Trout have a better award? The defense stat, Bellinger has 4.1. Trout has 1.6. And then there was other things I was looking at, too. Let me... So, I know, one, they calculate it based on position. That's a... Yeah, I'll tell you right now. But, yes, continue. So, that might be the difference there if there's better right fielders doing stuff. Because Cody plays mostly right field, right? Yeah. Trout's in center. So, that might be a little different. They might be calculating it different on that. And then I know one like website calculate calculates it on like league average, and then something that's, else. Well, that's what I'm gonna get to. Okay. Okay, but defensively, go back to defense. If you look at defensive runs saved, which is a huge stat analytic nerds yeah. always throw out, Bellinger has 16, Trout has four, so he's quadrupling um, in there. Are we calculating the uh, throw at the plate against the Dodgers? 99 mile an hour throw. These stats that's are up to date. That's, I don't know. That's his ISO in his arm right there. The raw okay, power Bellinger has throw. also had throws like that. Okay, I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Um, and then what's the other one? Arm, Bellinger has a better rating. Range, I think that is. Bellinger has a better rating. I don't know what that is. Oozer, which is that's ultimate like, zone rating. Yeah, that's like how like much coverage they have, which you'd think would be. Bellinger's range. Oozer per 150 is 19.7. Trout's is 2.4. So let's go to Oozer per 150, the Fangraphs page, just so we can get an idea of like what's considered an elite player and what's considered. They usually have a trout. So a gold glove caliber has an Oozer of 15. Bellinger has an Oozer of 19.7. Average is considered zero. Above average is considered five. So trout's right in between the average and above average. So just based on offense, it's a coin flip. Then you go to defense, and it seems like Bellinger has a huge advantage, which is usually really big with these wars. That's like a big reason why like slugging first basemen usually have lower wars because their defense is so bad so then i went to like the positional um war i did this the other day i wish i kept it up and it's not even that different so i looked at like center fielders because Fangraphs uses like the the positional average so it's how much better you are than like the common center fielder and then they also use like league average but i think when i looked at it center field averaged a better war than right field so which would make sense. Typically, your best defender is going to be but if, running balls down in center. But if the center field has 
theoretically, if right fielders on average are worse than center fielders, and if you're talking about above average or above replacement, replacement right fielder, that should give Bellinger the edge. And then I looked at like AL, and I think AL had the slight edge because it's more of a hitting league. So I, I just don't understand. I do not understand. What do you think? I think Mike Trout's the greatest player <laughs> on the planet. No, Cody Bellinger is Mike Trout is still the best player on the planet. I don't want to say that Bellinger is a better player. Bellinger has to do this for seven years before he's in that conversation. But I definitely agree with your statements here, Jay. Really? I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty. If you look at all the stats, and they're basically the same hitting, and he's a little bit better in defense. He's much worse base running, apparently. But it's not even like Trout has like elite base running. He has four point five, which you said is like this is pretty good average. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know. I think they said eight was. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Fangraphs. I should talk to a Fangraphs person. I should be like, are you trying to push this narrative that Mike Trout's the best player and you can't have another player finish above him? I mean, there's formulas, but who actually sits down and double checks their formulas? Yeah, it's so position players, it says war is batting runs. Huh? That's your homework. Figure out the formula and then calculate the formula for each of them personally. Batting runs plus base running runs. I believe it, but plus fielding runs plus positional adjustment plus league adjustment plus replacement runs. So I think that's where the I that's, think that's where it gets, where it gets different is positional and league adjustment. But that's subjective in a sense because if shouldn't baseball reference have the same thing then? Well, you'd think they would just have something set in stone. I don't know. But that's the thing is when I looked at the war of the positions, I think it was like the same war average for positions i look i actually i found it on baseball reference i found a like a really good uh where is it oh here it is 2019 mlb team so this is like their team war by replacement so okay so the average that's actually pretty funny the average uh okay wait this doesn't sound right Oh, no, this is wins above average. We're looking for wins above replacement. That's why that didn't sound right. It's a wah. Not a war. It actually is. I think right field has a very, very slight advantage on baseball reference, that is. So center field's 1.4 and right field's 1.6. A, a damn near whole point swing from website to website, though. Yeah. Which so, is a lot. I mean, some guys have a two war on the season, like yeah. Cody Bellinger, Jack Peterson right now. And their calculations are off by an entire... Yeah, so center fielder's 1.4 and right fielder's 1.6. See, this is why I like using the war as far as, like, a stat, like, you know, Mike Trout's the fucking greatest player on the planet, and war proves that, like. Yeah. But shit like this is very, like, when people, oh, war's a flawed stat. Kind of right. Yeah, and then AL, it's, the average is 22.2, NL, it's 19.8. So it depends. What's the argument? Is the argument Trout is technically coming up against better pitcher well let's look pitcher well, obviously well pitching war for the al is nine that's why it's just pitching it's war for the nl's 8.1 national league but, just showed that just oh beat the gosh, best team up. two games in a row but if the arguments that how much you are better than your peers technically the al has a higher war so shouldn't he technically not be better as better than his peers than bellinger because bellinger's peers are worse that's where it's like what is it? I don't know. I'd love to speak to someone about this, but I was looking at the stats. I was like, how is Trout beating him in war? Because one of the Quakes bat boys, Mason, he sent me like a tweet where someone's like, oh, Mike Trout surpassed Cody Bellinger in war. And he was like talking shit to me. And I was like, and I was looking at the stats. I was like, I honestly don't know how, you know? So 
Definitely not the guy to ask on this. <laughs> but I agree with you. You're making a bold statement here, Jay. Thank I you. I think you need to talk to some I was people. surprised. I thought You're going to end up going to the top of fan graphs. <laughs> There's going to be a lizard person from the Illuminati there that you're going to have to go toe-to-toe with. Just be prepared. <laughs> the top of fan graphs is going to be Mike Trout himself. <laughs> you're going to walk into a room. He's going to be in like a chair. You're just going to see someone petting a cat. And he's going to turn around all slow behind a desk. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have cody bellinger's like severed head oh, in his <laughs> took a real dark turn um speaking well the severed head did you hear at the san diego comic-con that was a good transition just great. wait just wait they're one of the marvel people oh, i know said, what you're talking about i'm not just waiting Jim. oh the original plan was that thanos would come back from the past with caps like severed head from that alternate reality and is gonna like put it at his feet or whatever fucking brutal that's a dude that's a uh that's an alpha move Hundred percent. Like I killed different you. Don't think I won't do it to your bitch ass too. I, when I saw that, I had a question about Endgame. Did um did they have like did they steal the pin particles from uh, Nebula? Is that how they got back? Because bad Nebula like transported them through the machine. But don't you have to have pin particles to do that? Um, I believe their explanation was that they're on a giant fucking spaceship and they can make more pin, pin particles if they have the one to. Like, he was like, they have space technology. Like, they can reproduce the pin particle if they had it to look at. Okay, yeah, I didn't so know. So, she brought the just... one, but they replicated it. Yeah, I didn't know. I just... I wonder how much time that took 2014 Thanos. Like, did it really take them three years and we just didn't see all that? It was all off screen? You oh, know it could I mean? have, 100%. And then they could have just came back to the same place. Yeah. Probably not. That's an easy way to explain it, though. It's like, we don't know how long it took them to do that. Marvel's really good at making, like certain plot points very important and really good at saying eh whatever <laughs> but then having it where you can't really refute it because they're like well we don't know it could have taken them three years yeah <laughs> just like like far from from home where it's like yeah the fucking society should be in shambles right now population just doubled <laughs> eh whatever it's gonna field trip <laughs> <laughs> but all right all geez. the comic-con news ty i'm gonna let you spearhead this one i had a lot of thoughts flowing through my mind. Okay. Did I know you notes. got a full-ass document on Did it. Did lots of notes. <laughs> all right. Just take me through them, and then we could talk about them Let's certain do, points. So I want to do... I did all the notes for the movies, and then we can just talk about the shows. Okay. Because I'm very excited for the shows. Mm-hmm. First movie coming up, Jason. Are you going in order of recent, like, chronological? Uh, <laughs> Why did we say that's so weird? <laughs> I don't know. It's the order they're coming out. So, yes. Yes, chronological. Yes. I didn't know if you're going, like, based off hype or based off when they're coming out. Um, it's kind of both in order already. So, (laughs) okay. A little bit. First movie, Jason, Black Widow. Okay. What's your notes? Takes place after Captain America Civil War. Oh, really? See, I didn't watch the, I didn't like read into anything. I 100% did. That's why I made some notes. Takes place after Captain America Civil War. Taskmaster is going to be the main villain. How long is it in between Civil War? Wait, after Civil War, you said? After Civil War. Okay, okay. I'm back so on track. They aren't part of the Avengers anymore. They're wanted criminals. Yeah, I'm, ba- I'm back on track. Taskmaster is the main villain. Do you know who Taskmaster is? No. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was thinking if I could think of it. Was he in the movies? No. Oh, then I don't feel bad. Okay. Yeah, no. Brand new villain. Um, He has the ability to look at something, watch something, and be able to perfectly replicate it. That's pretty fucking cool. So if you're fighting him, he can perfectly replicate how good you are of a fighter. 
um, I believe in the comic books, he becomes oh, like Oh, he a replicates world. it himself? Like, he can learn martial arts by just watching someone do it. Oh. So if a black belt does martial arts, he can watch them. I, I thought He's I a could, black belt. I thought I could look at you and then make like a clone of you. No. Appear out of nothing. No, no, not that. I was like, that could be very helpful. It's not that crazy. <laughs> Demi Lovato, come here, baby. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Taskmaster's the villain, Jay. That could come very useful if you're watching, you know, certain adult films and you need to learn some new tricks. <laughs> I don't think your girlfriend would appreciate that. No, because it would help her. her. Have a threesome, but you're not cheating. No, I'm not saying replicate the person. I'm saying replicate the things they're doing. Use the actual power to replicate oh, the no, actions. No, that's what he can do. Yeah. So, yeah, he could watch a... He Riley watch, would love that. Yeah, he could watch, like, a porno. A fucking champ in the bed. I like this. This sounds like... A superhero, not a supervillain. I think he's using his skills for the wrong things here. <laughs> exactly. He could have a great career. You could be like a pro baseball player, watch Tiger Woods, be like, all right, I'm Tiger Woods now. I mean, that, that Tiger Woods also applies to the bedroom, too. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, apparently, there's another uh, female spy in the movie who, like, they showed a clip of the movie, and okay. she's fighting this chick, and her name is... Yelena Boliv... Bol- Hot take. Belova. They're going to set her up to be the new like Black Widow character in the future movies. Played by Florence P. I don't know. She was in Midsummer. Uh, Sounds like a French fart. Not that hot take, Jason. She becomes the second Black Widow in the movies. Okay. Or in the comic books. She was trained in the same thing Natasha Romanoff was. It's 100% Black Widow's dead now, so they're going to do a prequel. Like, hey, look it. She actually knew this chick from before. She's going to be the new Black Widow. I am not excited for that. Yeah, I don't know how I'm sorry I feel. to say. I will say... I'll go see it still, but I'm not that excited. Two things it. I'm excited about. One, really low-key, they didn't even talk about it at all. But in the poster for it, it has the cast at the bottom. Okay. Sebastian Stan is in the cast. Okay. So the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. how she was like, oh, like he was an assassin or whatever. He's going to be playing evil Winter Soldier probably still. Well, no, because in Civil War, he's like kind of in between. I thought after Civil War, he went to Wakanda. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. He's in the cast list. I don't fucking know. Okay. I was excited to see that. Uh, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Okay. And then David Harbour, the uh, cop from Stranger Things, the dude who just did Hellboy. Never seen Stranger Things, but yeah, I know who you're talking about because Hellboy. He's going to be in it playing the Red Guardian, which is Russia's Captain, Captain Russia. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They said it's basically the same person, but like Russia's... Captain America. Does he have the super soldier serum? Yeah. Interesting. See, it'll be interesting to see how they kill him. Or they don't. I don't know. Why did you just assume they got to kill people, Jay? You not like the Russians? (laughs) We're not in the fucking Cold War anymore. (laughs) All right. Next movie. I'm not really that excited for this movie. Wait, was there more you were excited about? No, that was it. Okay, good. Besides, I told you it's kind of in order of excitement. Don't really care about Black Widow. I don't. I feel bad. I don't want to put it like I'm sexist or anything. I'm just not that. It's a prequel. prequel. That's what I don't like. That's what I don't like about the next one. But I'm a little more intrigued. The Eternals. New look at Celestials. They put like a little like clip art thing. Mm -hmm. Like the Celestials are godlike, like uh, Ego. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was a Celestial. Um, The Eternals were made by the Celestials. And only other note I have will showcase the first deaf actress, Lauren Ridolph. So is the actress herself deaf, or is the character deaf? Both. Nice. She'll be a deaf character, and she is deaf herself. Nice. So that was cool. When does this take place, do you know? Thousands of years ago. Millions of years ago. In a galaxy far, far away. 
Oh, jeez. I don't know if it's Galaxy Far, Far Away. That's Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to take place forever ago. I'm iffy about it. Yeah, I'm not that excited about it either. I like the cast. It's got Angelina Jolie and like the one Game of Thrones dude and Kumail Nanjiani from Stuber. Oh, dude, that movie was so good. He's in it. That movie. So. I saw that on my vacation. I might have to do a movie. Since you're doing a movie ranking, I might have to do a movie you ranking too. To. Next up, Jay. I saw two movies on vacation, actually, but I'm not going to do both of them tonight. Let's what was see. the other one? Uh, the Art of Self-Defense. Oh, yeah. That one movie. We'll talk about that another <laughs> time. Third movie, Jason. Shang-Chi and the Legend of okay, Ten Rings. Knew about that one, yeah. Medium Is that coming out? This. Is that like the order? That's the third one coming out? Yeah. Okay. 2020 or 2021? 21. I think it's the first movie of 21. Okay. Um, Yeah. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. <laughs> Remember when I thought there was an Asian kid standing next to Hawkeye and that was going to be Shang-Chi and it was just his son? <laughs> it was just his son, not Asian. <laughs> think the sun was in his eyes he was squinting a little bit in the camera <laughs> thought he was asian not asian jason oh man so this bad. actor he is canadian chinese uh oh. simu Liu, Sim, simu Liu. he will portray shang chi nice shang chi is a master of martial arts i don't know how he's a superhero what it just mean? says he's martial he's, artist yeah but not like like every martial artist is a superhero I think every um, first responder is a superhero. <laughs> oh my god, that shouldn't be funny, but I know you're fucking being stupid. <laughs> um, he will be fighting the Mandarin, which is the character they set yeah, up in so... Iron Man three and did fake Mandarin. Okay, so is he gonna fight? I thought I thought the fire guy ended up being the Mandarin. He's the Mandarin, but he wasn't the real Mandarin. Look, Marvel did it, and they regretted their decision, and they made a short. It's called, like, a Marvel one-off. It was a short clip that was basically like, no, they were just pretending to be the Mandarin. They're still the real Mandarin. Okay. They got a lot of fucking backlash and kind of set it up towards, like, oh, we were just kidding. They're still the real Mandarin. <laughs> well, because that's such, like, an iconic villain, and they just kind of... Yeah, it's like Iron Man. We saw that villain. in theaters together, and I remember we were both just like, what? <laughs> yeah. But because uh, that was really cool, how they did like the cryptic message, like they could have went it was fucking badass. They could have done something and special ben with Kingsley, that. And Ben Kingsley, the guy who portrayed Trevor, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking drunken fake Mandarin, yeah. he's a really good actor, and everyone was like really excited to see him portray a really fucking Iron Man's most well-known villain. Yeah, he's just drunk. That's something DC would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this Mandarin is going to be the actual Mandarin, played by Tony. Leung, Leung, L E U N G, Leung, Lung. I don't know. Apparently, the Mandarin in the comic books is a genius scientist and superhumanly powered martial artist. Not just a not just a master of martial arts like Shang Chi. This man's superhumanly powered martial artist. You know, it'd be cool to see if they got like a MMA fighter to be in the movie, and like he had to fight like the MMA fighter for whatever reason. I don't know why, but that'd be pretty cool. They did that in uh, the Winter Soldier. Did they? Yeah, um, GSP. Oh, that's right. But was he? He wasn't GSP, was he? No, he was. He portrayed some comic book villain, and that's how they opened up the movie. As him and Captain America fought. That's right. But they should have like actual like blur the lines of reality, <laughs> like actual Conor McGregor. Like it's not Conor McGregor playing. So it's like he has to fight Conor McGregor. Is there any like big uh, Chinese UFC fighters? Uh, there's the Korean Zombie. <laughs> that sounds fucking badass. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but I want him in the comic book. He's the guy, he got knocked out at the very last second by that one guy who, like, ducked and threw that elbow up, like, randomly and knocked him out. I don't remember. I'll show you that knockout. It's pretty fucking brutal. Okay. Because <laughs> um, uh, it's Chang chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. 
the Mandarin gets his powers from ten rings he wears. I could have listed them all off. Didn't feel like doing that. Each one's got a different power. They're basically knockoff Infinity Gauntlets. Hot take. The movie's going to end. He's going to take the rings and use them against the Mandarin to kill him. Probably. Alright. Yeah, I... It seems stupid. <laughs> he like wow. each one gives like a like I can control matter with this, and this one's ice, and this one's fire, and I like rings. Oh, so he's like the, he's the most bougie fucking supervillain of all time. He's like the Airbenders and the Firebenders and stuff. I, I don't know. That's pretty cool. But the actor portraying him is like a super award-winning Chinese actor. Is this? Uh, are you sure he's Chinese? Not like Korean or something? Did you fact check? Yeah. <laughs> um, is this based after? The events of the Infinity Saga? Hong Kong actor, Chinese. Yes. They actually didn't say so, I'm assuming. Okay. Is Hong Kong its own place? I never understood that. It's the capital of China, I think. But don't don't they want to be their own country? No fucking clue. I think it's something like that. I know they were, like, a couple years, not a couple years, like, decades ago. But, like, recently, like, 1900, like, late 1900s. No, I think it's, like, currently an issue. Well, no, they were owned by, like, the British or something, and, like, oh. it was still considered, like, part of Britain, and then some shit like that. That'd be weird to have, like, your own country, in quotes, and it's just, like, a circle that's literally engulfed by the other country. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Like, why wouldn't you just attack them? <laughs> you be like, hey, we're on all sides of you. Like, this is ours now. I think that's why Hong Kong is still part of China. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's just weird. Um, I will say the next movie after this, Jay, a little out of order. The most hype for this one. Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse Ooh. of Madness. That is where we are different because I heard it's the scariest Marvel movie yet. And, and I, I cannot not... fucking wait. Oh, dude, it's, it's supposed good. to be Marvel's <laughs> horror movie. And you're going to go fucking see it. And you hate scary movies and you know your ass is going to be in the theater. <laughs> oh, man. All scared as shit. I might have to wait till it's on DVD. There's no way. We're going to go the first week. How is it going to be scary? Um. Well, skipping to the end of my notes for it. The uh, villain is rumored to be Nightmare. Oh, no. Yeah, just the name. <laughs> uh, Nightmare is basically Marvel's Freddy Krueger. Oh, my God. So he uh, lives in, like, uh, the dream dimension. Uh-huh. And he fucks with you while you're sleeping and pulls you out, like, because you know how Doctor Strange, like, his astral form or whatever? Yeah. He takes that while you're sleeping and takes you to his uh, Nightmare dimension, dream dimension, whatever. Are they ever going to do anything with that one sorcerer dude who was, like, killing all the other sorcerers? No clue. Interesting. Yeah, this one's supposed to be Marvel's first scary movie. Will heavily feature Scarlet Witch and kind of going off the... Going to the shows. WandaVision is supposed to directly relate to this movie. It's The show is supposed to almost be like a prequel setting up this movie. And that's oh. why Scarlet Witch is in it with Doctor Strange. What do you think they do with Vision? I think they bring him back in some capacity. So there is a comic storyline called House of M, which is a Scarlet Witch fucking goes crazy basically and gets rid of all mutants. Oh wow! Like completely changes reality. Oh wow! Because so she's super fucking powerful. I think the show's kind of gonna go into that, and I think she loses her shit after Vision dies, if I'm not mistaken, and that's what causes House of M. Okay. I have a feeling they're going to do something with Vision being dead. She tries to resurrect him, bring him back, or something's going to happen, and she fucks up reality. Interesting. That's why Doctor Strange is in the multiverse of madness. And so Scarlet is that Witch how they're going to be... open the multiverse to X-Men and Fantastic Four? Question mark? Well, it's technically already there. They well, already confirmed Doctor Strange brought in the multiverse in the first movie, and they talked about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. So it's already there. It already exists. 
So the Spider-Man, Jake Gyllenhaal was like lying, but kind of telling the truth. That that's that's something? exactly what they said. They said just because he was lying from where he come from didn't mean he was wrong. Okay. Yeah. So okay. there's a multiverse. Okay. And I feel like Scarlet Witch is going to be, because we all see her as a hero, she's going to be the little mini villain in this movie. I could see that. And they, like, Doctor Strange kind of has to fight her. She's the new Loki. Probably not, but. Probably not. But just for that movie. Maybe. Okay. Very fucking excited to see what they do with this, especially after <laughs> not all excited. the shit with Mysterio. I'm going to go see it, but. And then if they have, you know, the char- the villain's nightmare who fucks with you in your dreams, I could see a lot of Mysterio type scenes going on there where it just fucking it crazy visuals. It can't be visuals. that scary. A superhero movie. Marvel's first quote unquote horror movie. Not just scary. They said horror, Jason. I just don't like jump scares. If you just keep the jump scares out of it, that's why I don't watch scary movies. Like, the creepy stuff doesn't really bother me. It's the jump scares. I mean, it's going to be PG-13. Just no jump scares. There's probably going to be jump scares. Well, there's jump scares in normal movies, too. But you can usually anticipate them because it gets all quiet. It's like, <laughs> I was going to jump scare the audience, but I'm not going to do that to them. It's kind of hard on a podcast, to feel like. I'm not going to do it. I think next week we try and work in a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> um, final movie, Jason. Thor, Love and Thunder. That's really the final one? Oh, yeah, five. Yeah, they announced five movies. Well, six technically, but we're gonna go with five for right now. Ow. Thor's fourth movie, Taika Waititi is returning to direct. Great move. Hopefully, Korg follows suit. He's gonna be there. Korg's got to be in this fucking movie. Absolutely. Well, and Korg deserved to show. It will feature Thor and Valkyrie once again. Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster. She Thor, not she Thor. To be female Thor, just female Thor, not like She Hulk. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, Natalie Portman's coming back. Mind-blowing. Not sure how I feel about it. Didn't really like her in the first two. Yeah. But she is a good actor, so, I mean, I didn't really like Thor in the first two either. Taika Waititi came and fucking mixed some shit up. Yeah. Uh, Valkyrie is also confirmed to be the first LGBTQ. I was confused by that at first. I didn't know if that meant Valkyrie was gay or if Tessa Thompson came out as gay, but then I found out it's that Valkyrie's gay. Yeah, which is true to the comics before everyone gets all mad and shit. Oh, I don't give a shit. Well, I'm saying, like, all the old men from fucking Captain Marvel. Here's one thing I would be mad about, though. What's up? And it's not because I don't like, you know, gays. I'd be mad if they marketed this movie as, like, having a lot of Chris Hemsworth in it. And then the whole movie is, like, a love a love story between Valkyrie and Jane Foster. And Thor's only in it for, like, ten minutes. That is something I could see happening, and I'd be upset about it. There's no fucking way they only put Thor in it for 10 minutes. I'm just saying, if that happens, I'm going to be upset about it. I do like the idea of her being with Jane Foster. I, no, I'm okay with that, too. I, I don't... I'm, I'm We're going to get plenty of Thor, Jason. Don't worry. I just don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, Thor this, Thor that, and it's really like, oh, no, Thor's still with the Guardians. We're only going to see him on like a few FaceTime calls. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't talk about that. I don't know how... I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like one funny opening scene with the Guardians, and then they kick him out of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they didn't even leave. It just picks up from that that final scene. <laughs> he's in it. Like, he just gets in it and he's like, all right, get out. Like, yeah, then he <laughs> goes back with Valkyrie and he's just like, ah, I guess I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, no villain has been announced yet. I don't know enough about the comics no to clue. take a guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. But they got nobody. Real excited for this, though. The, the real villain's going to be the love triangle between Valkyrie, Jane Foster, and Thor. Oh, rumors also that Beta Ray Bill show up. Who? Beta Ray Bill. He's the horse, basically, Thor. <laughs> yeah. Horse Thor? Uh, it's, he's like an alien creature that looks like I a horse. I can already tell I'm going to love him. <laughs> yeah. Horse Thor, Korg, 
and somehow get spider ham in it, and that'll be my 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 trifecta right there. I can look it up. Fadery Bill. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. He was in um, Ragnarok. Technically, like, well, he wasn't in it, but like you know, like the Grandmaster's building had like all those heads on it. Yeah, his head was on it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see that. So they tease, but they, there's actually talks that he's going to be in this movie. So we could have three Thors in one movie. Do you think they'll ever put Howard the Duck like actually have a role in a movie? No, probably not. What would he even go with? Like the Guardians? Yeah, that's they could do something. Place he showed up. They could do something. I don't think maybe. he'll have an actual role. They might, but all right. Now about the shows. Last movie, Blade. Oh. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yes, I heard about that. And it has that one guy acting that everyone was... Ali. Everyone was hyped about that? I don't know who that is. He was just in the movie Green Book and won awards for it. Never heard of Green Book. It was like an Oscar winning movie. I probably did hear of it. How do you feel about Blade? Yeah, I've never seen the first ones, but I hear they're great. Yeah, me neither. And I know Ryan Reynolds was in the third one. Like Blade Trinity. Yeah. And I really hope this is how they get Deadpool in it. Even if it's just with Blade. And he does a little fourth wall break in like, hey, I fought with you before. You look different. Yeah. I hope they put... I think... I, I honestly don't think they're going to put Deadpool in the MCU, but I hope they do. I hope they do too. Um, That's probably not going to be till phase five though. Because it was like the last second they didn't do anything about it. It was just like... Oh, Aren't yeah, they like vampire this. hunters or something? He is half vampire and he hunts down the underground society of full vampires and kills them. That's pretty mean. Vampire. Is he like an anti-hero? Vamp- yes, very much so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Vampires are bad people, though, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> We're an anti-vampire podcast. <laughs> the shows. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Don't really care. Um, Just being honest. I'm looking forward to this because they usually have really good chemistry in the movies. Yeah. A lot of funny moments and shit. Yeah. The villain from Civil War showing up, Zemo, mm-hmm. who was like the villain, but not really the villain. Like he didn't Got really them to shit. hate each other kind of pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, they yeah. have a lot on their plate with all the shows and movies. Like they have a lot of opportunity to contradict the fuck out of themselves. You know what I mean? They do. And like plot holes and stuff. I don't think they will, but there's just yeah. so much going on. Oh, my flip-flop. That was, was my, that? That was oh, my flip-flop falling off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it, though, because the shows aren't supposed to be, like, long-lasting shows. They're supposed to kind of be, like, miniseries. Yeah. So, like, a six-hour movie, basically. I hope that's what they do. I hope they don't try to milk the cash cow and, like... Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't, that's not what they said they've done, and they're supposed to have giant fucking budgets, so it's supposed to basically be, like, a six-hour fucking movie. A good, well-grounded storyline. WandaVision... I like that. If it's, like, an actual, like... Not like stretched out, like it's like a movie, just longer. I like yeah. that. Yeah, like that. that's what I'm hoping it is. That's what they said it's gonna be. Yeah, WandaVision. I have no fucking clue what this is gonna be about. I know it sets up Doctor Strange. They're probably gonna be the only reason to watch it. You know, for saying that you don't know what it's gonna be about, you had a pretty decent theory earlier. Don't doubt yourself. Yeah, that's that's my only guess. I don't know if there's gonna be a, like a bad guy in it. Um, also the laziest... eternal battle of losing a loved one. This is the laziest name they could have possibly fucking come up with. <laughs> And one of the names is Loki. And Hawkeye. <laughs> Two of them are Loki and Hawkeye, just in the name of the heroes. WandaVision is still lazier. How is that lazier? That. Because you have two names and you're like, should we like call it something? Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the exact no, same we should, thing, too. We should just shove them together. That's the exact same thing, too. You no, just they came put to the, and the. They at least put and Every the. single so like, series yeah, a, is literally the just the name of the people. And the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but this one isn't like Wanda and the Vision. It's just smushed together one word wandavision 
I think they're all kind of lazy names if we're being honest. They are, but still, I, I don't like it. Third one, Loki. Loki, they could have just made it the god of mischief or whatever. Did I pronounce that wrong? Mischief? I think you're good. That would have been a better name. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Alternate timeline, Loki. It's going to be different when parts. he gets the Tesseract. and Yeah, that's when it picks up and he's supposed to be in like different realities through different like major events in history, they said. Oh. It's so, like he's affecting different parts of history. Oh, so he's like using the how, Tesseract, the to time reality, travel, some shit. I was about to say, I wonder if we'll see like a like a Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, like little cameo, would, little five minute, you know. Yeah, but he's supposed to be jumping around, affecting major events in history. That be that actually sounds pretty cool. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, um, and I love me some Tom Hiddleston as fucking. Do you think he'll do make it worse or make it better? I think it's gonna be like events we know happened in history like i can't think of one but like i, I can only think one. of tragedies <laughs> yeah me too um but like stuff we know that happened and it's gonna be like him accidentally causing that to happen behind the scenes and we didn't know about it it's gonna be like oh, oh okay shit okay that's why i don't know <laughs> i don't want to say anything and say... i can't think of anything but yeah <laughs> that's why the titanic sunk that's not that big of a tragedy. People don't get triggered about Let's that. Just, it's long enough now that we're all right. Yeah. They have a romantic movie about it, everyone. Yeah. And one romanticizes it now. We're okay. Yeah. What if? That one I'm actually pretty excited Very about. Very excited about it. Animated, um, but full voice cast of like all the actual people. So is Robert Downey Jr. and all them, you think, going to be in it? I don't think they're doing anything. With, well, no, the first one's supposed to fucking have them. I don't know. But if it's the exact same, like if you play a live action character, you're voicing the animated character. That's awesome. It's supposed to be like, what if something different happened in the MCU pretty much? Yes. So the first one they teased is what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Mm. So I was like, that'd be cool. And it's supposed to just be a bunch of those. She never gets captured in the ice. And then she has an affair with Tony Stark's dad. And then Tony Stark ends up being the daughter of Peggy Carter. And they have a child and they make captain man (laughs) (laughs) iron america that's a better name (laughs) i like captain man (laughs) Um, last one is hawkeye it's just hawkeye isn't that supposed to set up like the kate bishop yeah he's he's training kate bishop his daughter i don't know it's not in the comics i don't know Mm. he's just training little hawkeye don't really care about that one either by far the least excited about it i mean i like jeremy renner and I like the hawk. I mean, they just didn't do anything to get me interested in it. I could yeah. care less if you're just training someone else to shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah, I could. See I can watch YouTube videos. You can watch the Hunger Games. That too. Yeah, a great movie about bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the movie. It's just him in the Hunger Games. What if it's just Jennifer Lawrence? Whoa, fucking what if, Jason? Marvel, what if Hawkeye takes place over the span of like a hundred years? Turns out Hawkeye is like immortal or some shit. <laughs> Hear me out. He's training this little girl. We're like, oh shit, this little girl's getting real good with bow and arrow. Hawkeye dies, and they start the Hunger Games. Little girl's Jennifer Lawrence. See, that'd be cool, but I don't think they have the rights to the Jesus, Hunger Disney Games. Disney fucking owns everything. Are you <laughs> kidding me? We're getting another Hunger Games movie. I read somewhere that they're making like Hunger Games prequel, like books or movies. Yeah. I'm I think excited it's supposed to take place during the 10th Hunger Games. Big Hunger Games fan right here. Which should be the first. Me. Like, because isn't it like every 10 years they do like the Hunger Games of five. all the victors? It's at five? Five, I think. Because it was the 75th is when Katniss and Peeta did the like the winner winners. Well, because the first Hunger Games, because the first Hunger Games is, you know, 
you, maybe you it was districts. 69 and 70 but then they do like whichever one and it's all the winners no, that's come what back. i'm saying yeah. i'm saying i think it might have been the 75th might have been every 25 years i don't know it should be good it's supposed to be the 10th one i know that i'm excited for that too not marvel related is it movies or books did you read the books no i read the books i didn't even watch all the movies great books i think that's the last book I series i read movie percy jackson books too they need to turn that into a Netflix show. I liked the first movie. No. Yeah, I know. Did you read the book? It's not as good as the book. Ooh, you sound like such a fucking nerd. No, I hate when people say that, but they literally like cut like half the fucking... <laughs> okay, Lightning Thief was okay. They did an okay job. The, the second one? one the yeah, Cave the of one. Second one's awful. Sea of Monsters. Is that the one where they get like stuck in a casino? I think so. There's like it's a like cruise five ship. days pass or some shit? They cut like half the fucking book out. Oh, the second one's terrible. They could make that a Netflix show, though. Same thing they did with Series of Unfortunate Events. Make each book, like, three episodes in a TV series. That's how you do it. I would agree. Netflix, hire me to direct it, please. Only other thing is he didn't give any <laughs> notes about it. He just said, uh, didn't even talk about Fantastic Four. Teased it. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2. And... We know we're getting a third Spider-Man. Yeah, that'll be Sony's announcement. Yeah. Not, I don't think it'd be Marvel. I wouldn't be surprised if that's 2021. I've been saying it every two years. I 100% could see that. I could see him dropping four movies in 2021. Dude, what are they going to do? Because his... Riley also read that his contract's up after this movie. Well, the same thing you said. The three team up, three solo movies. I do know something about WandaVision. What? Um, Miss Marvel... Or no. I don't know who the fuck it is. The daughter of the friend of Captain Marvel's. Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little girl. Uh-huh. She's going to be grown up. She's a superhero in the comics. I can't remember her fucking name for the life of me. Oh, yeah, because that took place in the 90s. Yeah. She's going to be in this as her superhero, whatever. That's pretty cool. Don't know where the fuck she's been throughout the entire MCU timeline. <laughs> Hopefully it explains it. But, yeah, she's going to be in that. Um, Yeah, only other thing, too, he said mutants. Did not say X-Men. He said mutants, which makes me believe my theory for forever ago that we're going to get a Wolverine movie and a something else movie, and then they team up as their own little Avengers for an X-Men movie. I hope you haven't been quiet this whole podcast because you're not ringing up that loud. How loud am I? That's all right. They think, can hear me. I think you look better now, but there, it was can pretty low. Can you hear me? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they would be, make more money if they did solo movies like that. I'd go see every fucking one. I'd be there. Yeah. Take my money. Me too. Jason? Yes. We didn't talk about Spider-Man. We did, but we didn't. What do you mean? Just just let me do my thing here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we didn't talk about Spider-Man. Sony's going to announce Spider-Man. They didn't talk about it at Comic-Con. Yeah. For all we know right now, he's still stuck on that, that little street sign in New York. I saw that actual um, billboard, video board in New York. Great segue, Jason. I made a look. I made a, you know, like a, an effort to see it, even though it was like nothing. Great segue, Jason. Was he still there, and how was your trip to New York <laughs> and everywhere else? No, he wasn't there. But I think there was someone dressed up as Spider-Man at Times Square, probably, like in Vegas. Are you sure it wasn't him? <laughs> it might have been Tom Holland. I don't know. Um, before I talk about my trip, though, I want to tell you all about um, that I have to take a restroom break, so we'll be right back. All right, everyone. So while Tyler is taking his restroom break, I'm going to tell you, give you a little overview about my trip. So I took a, I believe, 10-day trip. Went to Boston, Massachusetts. The Dodgers were playing at Fenway Park. We wanted to catch that. You know, Fenway, if you know baseball, historic ballpark. 
Then we went to uh, we took a drive to Cooperstown. Oh, I started without you. Oh, that's all right. Let's go. Took a drive to Cooperstown. Went to the baseball trip hall of fame. At the beginning. Can you start over? And then we sat. We were in New York for about six days. So uh, starting with Boston. So we flew out to Boston on a fine Friday morning. Did you see Ben Affleck, Mark Wahlberg? I did not. I'm trying to think of anything that happened on Friday. So we got there Friday. Oh, it was raining in Boston. I was a little pissed off. Yeah, there it was, was like, like a, a thunderstorm, storm, wasn't there? Thunderstorm. I don't know if it's tropical. I was up northeast. I think we get tropical storms. I think they just get storms. First thing, Drama Queen Jason came to play. <laughs> okay, sounds about right. Rainstorm on Friday. We're in the Airbnb. Game starts because we went to the Boston game that night. We're in the Airbnb. It's like 4.30. We postmated some food because I was starving. We couldn't go outside because it was raining. And I was just sitting telling Riley, like, wow, our vacation is just going to be raining every day. We can't go out. Game's going to cancel, blah, blah, blah. Stops raining like 30 minutes later in the game full steam ahead okay so then we went to the game the first day and let me tell you ty fenway park you can like feel the history i believe it, it looked beautiful you know we we took an uber to the nearby target bought some cheap waters because i'm paying five dollars for a water bottle smart man and then we walked in we went through the gates and we were on like the little road i can't remember the name of it and like instantly as soon as we went through that gates got a little teary-eyed almost started crying i was just like what the hell i'm here that's baseball history right there, Jay. Can't blame you. That's a manly move right there. I think it's more manly to cry when you enter Fenway Park. <laughs> and it was cool, man. Just the atmosphere. It was just a baseball town. A lot of Dodger fans. A lot of Dodger fans. That was awesome to see. Um, I even heard one. They had like these giant guys on stilts that were like doing shows for people. And they were like, it feels like it's a home game for them. And I was like, damn right it is. Was that um, the first time you played since last year? Yeah. But we've only played in Fenway three times ever. So wild. The Dodgers have that whole Pantone 294 that travels with the team. And, like, you know, no goes idea the what game. the fuck that is. It's like a fan group, and you can buy, like, group tickets, and they'll travel in hordes of, like, 500 to, like, visiting games. And the, they're the ones that always have the big Dodger flag, and then they complain when stadiums take it away. But I'm pretty sure a few months ago, they took away, like, a Rockies fan, and they were talking smack about it. Like, you shouldn't bring that flag here. And I'm like, you guys are contradicting yourself. Um. Sounds like Dodger <laughs> fans continue. No, but that was cool. I mean, the first game had a pretty long rain delay. We stuck through the rain. It started sprinkling. I was like, Riley, we did not come to Boston to you know sit in the rain. And then it started coming down heavy. And I said, all right, we're going to the concourse. I'm not sitting in this rain. <laughs> and literally, the second we walked through down to the concourse, the tarp, they pulled the tarp out. And I was like, I just have good timing. We avoided the crowd. Um, you know, sat in a rain delay just to see the Dodgers lose like 8-2. to two. We sang Sweet Caroline, which was pretty cool. That was pretty all awesome. Time. And uh, yeah, we lost game one. Fenway, though, you know, the big, the green monster looks a lot shallower then you you know it's shallow but you in person it's just like wow that's shallow i think i could hit it over the green monster i don't doubt it it's not that far <laughs> it's like 310 i think but like yeah you just gotta hit a little fucking heavy pop-up and let me tell you boston fans not a not one rude boston fan to me whatsoever everyone was nice that's insane because we're not rivals though you know what i mean like I, yeah but i I'm, I'm, maybe i'm just going off stereotypes i did see one encounter that didn't include me but the dodger van provoked it the guy maybe that's what it was maybe boston are like because stereotype boston people are dicks <laughs> heard that stereotype don't know if it's true or not a lot of friendly people in boston didn't run into one dick stereotype dodger fans are trashy <laughs> you're gonna get cut if you talk shit maybe they're like hey don't want to do this <laughs> oh my god no there was one guy the second game because we were winning he said something to the red sox fan and the red sox fan was like oh really where's your world series ring get the fuck out of my face and the dodger fan just like was oh. like, yeah it was like it was funny too because it was a kid our age and it was like a grown-ass like 40 year old man and the guy just was like bite me and then like the guy the boston fan walked away and i was like that was an embarrassing encounter that's unfortunate 
the second gay day, the second gay. Hey yo. Um, we walked Boston. They have this thing called the Freedom Trail, where you walk, you follow this trail around downtown and everything. Um, it's like all the history, like Paul Revere, you, a lot of graveyards. We walked through like three graveyards with like famous people buried. That's in them. like where the Revolutionary War took place and shit. Yeah, like the first battles and all that. I was scared I was gonna come home with a ghost. Um, I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did anything funny happen that day? There was a Trump guy that was protesting in front of like Capitol, one of the Capitol buildings. Okay. And I think I made eye contact with him and he yelled at me. Like, yeah, I'm protesting Trump here. What are you going to do about it? And I was just kind of like, nothing. You're allowed to protest. I didn't say anything. I just walked away. Um, we did the Freedom Trail. We went up to Bunker Hill. It was like a two and a half mile trail. It was blazing hot. It was brutal. Um, Wasn't it like record heat? Yeah. Well, that was the next weekend was record heat, but it was still hot yeah. that weekend. We Bunker Hill. So there's this Bunker Hill monument. It's about, I think it's 300 feet tall. I don't remember. And it's like a Not stone. quite a mountain, just more of a hill. Well, it's the Bunker Hill is where the... <laughs> Where the the like one of the wars happened, and they built a monument on the hill. So the monument itself isn't a hill, but it's like a it's like a mini oh like a three hundred foot tall monument. Yeah, it's like a mini um it looks like a mini Washington monument. Okay, but it's like three hundred feet tall. It's still pretty big, and they have a spiral staircase inside us inside a stone building that's not you know ventilated. And they tell you you can climb to the top and look at the observatory. You know, climb at your own risk. It's not meant for old people. Blah blah blah. You know what we did? We climbed that damn monument, and Riley was not pleased. 290 294 steps i 100% would have been sitting at the bottom in like you know 95 degree weather yeah no fucking chance in hell i would have been up that (laughs) it was brutal my legs were on fire riley sweated like no person i've ever seen before i'm gonna show you the picture of riley sweat i'm not gonna put it on the internet i'm sure it's like a fucking sauna i'm not gonna put it on the internet i wasn't allowed but let me just tell you riley was literally dripping she was so fucking sweaty Look how sweaty she is. It looks like she was in a fucking sauna. <laughs> Dude. It was awesome, though. She was not too happy. Um, what else did we do that day? We went and saw Stuber. I love that. Said, it is awesome. She was not too happy. <laughs> went and saw Stuber. Uh, went to Wahlburgers. That was pretty fun. That was delicious. What? Wahlburgers. It's Mark Wahlberg's. Uh... Oh, didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> we saw a person. I thought you didn't know how to say what a, like Whataburger or whatever. No, Wahlburgers. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. We saw a girl get kicked out of the movie theater in Boston. I don't know what she was trying. I think she was trying to get in free somehow, but she had her popcorn and they were kicking her out and she was just grabbing the popcorn and throwing it on the floor as she walked away. Like she was dropping rose petals at a wedding. It was pretty trashy of her. <laughs> she's not the flower girl. She's the popcorn girl. <laughs> uh, third day went golfing. Nothing really that? special happened. It was cool. It was an okay course. Expensive. Um, guys I golfed with are cool. They were like software sales, software salesmen and they were kind of like, they're a little cocky. You part of a startup now? <laughs> That's what they sounded like. They're well. We went to Penn State. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from Philly. Blah blah. Yeah, we sell uh, software. We work for um, Oracle. Blah blah blah. And they're like, "Oh, where do you go to school?" I was like, "Cal State Florida." And they're like, "Where?" I was like, "Oh, we only know Berkeley and UCLA." And I was like, "Dude, shut up. You guys went to Penn State. That's probably like a super easy school to get into. Like, I could have gotten into Penn State. I'd be like, I have beaches. <laughs> <laughs> they were a little cocky, but they were cool guys. Um, and then we went to this little like outdoor market. Didn't really do anything there. And then we went to the game again. Dodgers won that game. There was one guy. Totally an us move. So the Red Sox were losing and they did the Sweet Caroline and everyone was singing along. And the entire time this guy was just bitching and moaning about why they were singing Sweet Caroline when they were losing. It's like, I fucking hate this song in a Boston accent. <laughs> you don't come here to have fun, eh? You come here to watch a team win. And when you don't sing Sweet Caroline when the team's losing, okay? Very next inning, the Red Sox... <laughs> The Red Sox hit back-to-back home runs to tie the game, 
and he's all hyped. Everyone's hyped. And I'm like, all right, at least he got, you know, hyped. And then he leaves. He doesn't even see the rest of the game. He leaves in the bottom of the eighth. I'm like, you're bitching about seeing Sweet Caroline. Your team ties it in the bottom of the eighth, and then you leave? Like, what? I was like, dude, come on. But he was kind of funny because he was, like, with his wife or girlfriend, and there was, like, another couple. They were a little bit older, like, probably high 20s. He was just, like, kind of bitching and moaning the whole time. But you could tell he was, like, an actual, like, diehard baseball fan. He's not a diehard baseball fan if you leave in the bottom of the eighth inning as your team's tied up at home. (laughs) After complaining about why they're singing Sweet Caroline. I don't know who that person is, but fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then Monday we drove to Cooperstown. Cooperstown is, dude, it's in the middle of cow country. Really? Like, literally. Like, it's like remote little towns that are separated by just a bunch of green. Like, in tractors on the road? No. There's not enough people. There was, like, no people, dude. So where we stayed at our motel, it was, because that's all they had was like motels. It was like a little town that was like 10, 15 minutes away from Cooperstown. There was the motel. There was the house where the person lived, I'm assuming, that owned the motel. I don't know. There was probably like six houses and then a gas station. That was it. It was tiny. You know, and I told Riley that's where the KKK was born. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was the the vibes it gave off, honestly. Um, But I went golfing there. That golf course was really weird. It was like... Everything was par threes and par fours. I think the par was like 58. It was like Ashwood times 10. Okay. <laughs> and it, and they were all short. They were like 80 yards and there was no cart paths. There was like no one on the course because it was like four o'clock. We, was like we were the garbage. only one there. I finished it in like two hours. It was <laughs> decent conditions. It was just like, they probably don't have a lot of options out there. lazy design. I don't, I don't even know. I just don't think they have a lot of options. But you're telling me there's fucking nothing in sight and then they make an itty bitty little fucking golf course. Yeah. I mean, it was 18 holes. It was like someone bought like a 10 acre lot of land and then was like of like just grass and then like you built your own golf course for like your backyard kind of deal. Wow. It was interesting. I did get a chip and birdie on the last hole. That was pretty lit. That's nice. Uh, did you see the funny Can't video? Can't because no one was there to see. <laughs> Riley was. Eh, she's biased. Did you see the funny video of me hitting it in the bushes? Riley put it on our Snapchat. No, I did not see it then. Let me see. I think I have it in my camera roll. She might have sent it to me. Yeah, I, I hit I out of a bunker and it rolled into the bushes and I was just like, you could tell like instant disappointment was on my face. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where is it, dude? I thought she sent it to me, I guess. Let me go on my mom and dad group chat. It was pretty funny though. And then there was uh, flies that were following me around because there was a lot of flies because there was a lot of like horse shit around. Mm-hmm. And I legit was like sprinting away from the flies because they were following my head. And I've never seen Riley laugh that hard because she said you could see me sprinting down the fairway and then there was like a, a cloud of flies just following <laughs> behind me. I've never seen Riley laugh Should that hard. recorded it. I know. I asked her. I was like, did you at least get it on video? She's like, no. That was a video of me hitting it in the bush. It was just a practice swing though, so it didn't count. What? How is it just a practice swing? Because so I already count? hit mine. You can hear me at the very beginning say, just practice. Let's see. Let's see. Let's listen. Listen. Practice swing. See, you hear that? Uh-huh. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. Let's play it in the mic so that people can hear. Let's try it this way. Practice swing. See? Right into the bushes, though. Attaboy. <laughs> I say no, and then it rolls in the bushes. <laughs> then went to Cooperstown. Um, I did cry at Cooperstown. I held History. it in. I held it in as much as I could. If I would have let it out, it probably would have been my, my biggest cry ever. Okay. I'm not going to lie. We walk in. I instantly start tearing up a little bit. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then they have this little theater you can go in and watch like a video before you go through everything. It's pretty much about like the beauties of baseball, the history. And I was like already tearing up. I was like, man, this is awesome. And then they got to a point where they were talking about like their dads and stuff. And like this, I forgot who the Hall of Famer was, but he's like, I would 
give my Hall of Fame plaque. I'd give everything away just so I could play catch with my dad again. And I was just like, that's when I was like, Fuck, you straight dude. in the feels. Straight in the feels. And I just started crying. It's probably not good for business. Like people watch that and they're like, I'm going to go play catch with my dad and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I started crying. I was holding it. I was doing the tongue on the roof of my mouth trick, dude. I was like, oh my God. I don't know that trick. I, heard, I saw it on Twitter. I know manliness. <laughs> you just said it was a manly thing to cry at Fenway Park. Yeah, continue. <laughs> but And then that was cool. It was it was a lot of history, um, just like a regular museum. Nothing like super special that makes it different than any other museum, but it was cool. Getting in the middle of cow country. I liked the uh, pictures that you sent me, the angel stuff. Oh, yeah, I specifically sent you the angels. already have a little ex- what is it, exhibit for our Lord and Savior show, Hey Otani. Yeah, he was part of like the futures part or whatever. Gotta love it. Um, they had tremor from the quakes. They had like a little foam thing of him in the, like the mass. It was like the Philly fanatic, the Boston guy. And then tremor. I was like, Oh, isn't that the dinosaur? Yeah. From the quakes. I was like, tremor. Look at you, boy. You freaking made it. I've been like, what are you doing here? I've been telling everyone <laughs> tremor is an a one mascot. And that just proved it, bro. Riley's like, Jason, look hall at this. Of fame look at mascot. This. He's a hall of fame, mascot. hall of fame mascot. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, what the hell? And then we drove to New York. That was like a four hour drive. And it started raining on us when we were walking back to our car. It was like, pouring for like the first hour of our drive we were driving through like country roads that were all windy what kind of car did you rent it was like a ford it was a brand new ford uh like not a like a mid-size vehicle it was nice it was like really it only Taurus? had five thousand miles on it i don't know did it have like four doors and a trunk yes and it was hatch it was a hatchback but it was like a it swung open it was cool oh, like a flex it might have been a flex. I don't know. I know it was eco. Does it look like like it was like a square all the way back? Like it a wasn't rectangle. a flex. I just looked up a flex. I think I actually have a picture of it because I took pictures of the little dinks and stuff on it. Oh, you can't really see. Oh, let's see. Ford Titan? Is that what that is? T-I-T something? No, that's going to be titanium is Ford. what you're looking at. That's like the trim. Ford Titanium. Well, you can't really see much. Ford Titanium was a the images i'm looking at look like it edge oh how'd you figure that out so fast it says edge where do you see edge left side zoom in was this your car jason no that says sport where do you see edge was that your car jason um yeah it looks pretty similar <laughs> it only had five thousand miles it was pretty nice that's nice i really, I really liked didn't it. think that would take that long to figure it out that you'd just be like yeah this car and i'd be like oh cool well, it was supposed to just be like a cheap little Nissan Altima, but then we got upgraded because they didn't have any Nissan Altimas. Got to take what you're handed. Um, it was nice, though. I was all driving. I was like, wow, I really like this car. I'm going to buy this car. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I just like it because it's new. <laughs> <laughs> Drove to New York. It was, you know. Uh, what kind of car do you have? Toyota Corolla. Ah. Uh, did you hear the most recent part of my take? Oh, where they said the Camry was average? Yeah, it was like the Mount Rushmore, the most average thing. Well, they were I saying the was... Corolla was under average yeah. then. They're I don't like ta- that. They're shit talking your car. Yeah, they don't own a car. They probably ride the subway, which continue I'll get to the subway. Yeah, continue your story. But yeah, we drove. Very relevant. Um, nothing really special about the drive that I can think of. It was just a bunch of back roads. We were driving behind. I think I sent you the snap of we were behind the, one of those trucks with the logs on it. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I'm in Need for Speed. Cause I remember Need for Speed. You could hit it, and then all the trucks would fall, or the <laughs> logs would fall, and then they, it would hit the cops. Was there like a moment like you came over the hilltop and saw the city? No. Oh. It was weird. It like. Because you just fucking wake up and you're in the city? Or that? No, because it like you went down. So you went through like New Jersey, then you went down on the west side of the city, but then there was like stuff blocking still. And then you get to a one point where like we went over the bridge. I don't know. 
there was like a point where you could see the skyline, but it wasn't like you could see the whole city like over the horizon. Like, oh, like there was one point where I saw the skyline. And I was like, holy shit. First thing, observation about New York, those buildings are motherfucking tall. Oh, I can imagine. Like, it's not like LA or like Philly was the same way where it's like downtown, just like a cluster of like six blocks. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it was like every building was huge and the tallest buildings were fucking huge, dude. I was just like, holy shit. You've been to San Francisco? Yes. How does it compare? Because that's the best biggest city I've been to. It's bigger. It's way bigger. Like not even comparable? Not even comparable. I would not like that because I felt claustrophobic in San Francisco. But there's parts. So there's the downtown, you know, there's like the lower part of Manhattan. That's where all the, you know, the One World Trade Center, Times Square, all that is. That's where it's super busy. Where we were, we were on the Upper East Side. So there were still tall buildings. Like we were staying in like a seven-story building. There was like a massive, you know, 50-story building by us. But that part was residential. So it was still kind of chaotic. You know, there was still like, but like at nighttime it cooled down. But like during rush hour, you know, there was cars and everything. But it was like when nighttime we returned, it was a lot of just like old people walking around. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like chaos, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Times Square. So that was cool. But this is where I get to the part where the thing you wanted, I couldn't tell you yesterday because I knew you would laugh on the podcast. What's going on today? Drive to the, drive to the Airbnb. I park. The guy meets me to let me in. I thought I parked far enough from the the fire hydrant. I was probably like eight feet away from the from the fire hydrant from my bumper. It didn't get towed. It's not that. <laughs> the, no, because the guy tells me he's like, you can't park that close. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's like you have to park like twenty feet away from a fire hydrant or whatever. I was like, well, that sounds stupid. He's like, yeah, you should move your car. So we go in the Airbnb. He leaves or whatever, and then I'm all driving around for a parking space. I couldn't take his parking space because he literally just parked in front of the fire hydrant, ran in, and then left before anyone could ticket him. <laughs> Um, cause I guess they have people that literally just walk around and ticket people. Jesus. So we're driving around for a parking spot. I can't find one. And this is where the bad thing happens. So New York, you, you might not know this. There's a lot of one way streets. Oh boy. There's, I thought this is where it was going. <laughs> there's a lot of one way streets. You know, you got the, the streets <laughs> that run horizontal. They go one way or the other way. And then you have the, the avenues that go vertical. They go one way or the other way. There's some exceptions. I think like I think it was 4th or 5th Ave by Times Square. There are two ways. Like, very limited exceptions. It's mostly one-way roads. So, I'm all driving in circles trying to figure this out. The The first Ave... And I didn't know this because we jumped right off of a FDR highway, whatever. It's like the far... It's like the highway on the very edge of the island, and it's two ways. So, and then we turned, like, right there. So, I didn't know. So, the road right next to us went this way, went to my right. So I like turned right. I went up a few streets, couldn't find anything. And I somehow passed that street and ended up on 2nd Avenue, which was the other way going left. I didn't see the one-way sign, and I turned right on a street (laughs) where everyone's going this way. And I just about freaked the fuck out, dude. How many lanes was it? It was like three lanes. I got lucky. The light behind us was still red, and the streets are kind of – they're probably like 100 yards away, 200 yards away. But I'm driving, and I'm in the far right lane like, oh, shit. There's a guy coming at me, and Riley's like, I don't think you're supposed to go this way. And I was like, okay, I fucking realize that now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy coming at me. He's in the other, his far right lane, and he, like, flashes his lights at me. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going the wrong way. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I should have just turned around right there. Pop to Yui. I should have just turned around real quick, because there was enough space to... I just fucking gassed it, bro. Gassed it and just fucking yanked a hard right on the next street as their light was turning green. <laughs> they were all fucking honking at me. There was like people walking in the crosswalk and I just fucking like, I literally like yanked right, got out of the way, literally came within like three feet of the people in the crosswalk. They looked at me and threw their hands up and then just took <laughs> off, dude. It was fucking brutal. Everyone was honking at me. 
they have a honk problem in new york city everyone loves to honk so when that happened like 50 people honked at me and i was embarrassed oh, fucking shit. so then i give up on the street parking i park in this overnight lot which is like 50 it was 55 dollars and the guy's just like super vague he's like oh uh, just leave your car here take your stuff and i'll take it off and i'm like are you sure he's like yeah just leave me the keys and blah blah it's like a black dude like jamaican or something i was like whatever i'm just trying to get out of this car we get in the airbnb I'm not going to lie. I think I had my first ever anxiety attack, like a, like a panic attack. It's not funny, Ty. I almost started crying. Like, I was legit freaking the fuck out. Like, I was like, I've never, and like, Riley's like, you're having an anxiety attack. You're having, you know, calm down. And I don't like thinking that idea. I was like, I don't have anxiety. But I, I was literally like shaking, dude, and like freaking out. Like, I was just like out of my element. You know, I just drove four hours, drove the wrong way in New York, couldn't find parking, dealt with this fucking rude ass hey, parking guy. Kind of guy. It was just, oh, dude. And then the next morning when we pick up our car, the fucking guy, a new guy, super mean, he's like, well, what car is it? I tell him. And he's like, all right, where's your slip? And I'm like, slip? What fucking slip? He's like, they gave you a slip last night to give us when you turn it in. And I was like, no, the guy told me to leave my keys in the car and I left. He's like, that will never happen. I'm like, it did happen. And it takes, I don't know if you know this, Riley knows this, it takes a lot for me to like back talk and be like, kind of like rude. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like I usually just roll with the punches. So this was even stretching it for me. He's like, this will never happen. And I'm like, well, it happened. He didn't give me a fucking ticket. And then he's like, all right, well, where's your registration? I'm like, it's a rental car. And he was just like, okay. And he pulls up the car and he tells the guys to get the rental car information out of the glove box. There's nothing there. He's like, did you throw your rental car information away? And I was like, no, they emailed it to us. And he was like, that shouldn't happen. And I'm like, that's what they fucking did. He's like, no, that doesn't happen. They don't email you. And I was like, yes, that is what Enterprise did. Like, I did not choose that option. They emailed me. And I pulled up the email, showed Riley's name, gave him Riley's like ID, everything. I'm like, this is what they emailed. He's like, how do I know you didn't make this email or whatever? I'm like, dude, this is what they fucking did, right? So I'm all pissed off. And he's all like muttering under his breath, like, like saying shit. And I was like, hey, man, I'll pay your fucking, because he said it was like a $15 fee for losing that slip. And, like, as he was doing that, I was like, hey, I'll pay your stupid fucking $15. I think I cussed at him. I was like, I just want to let you know that I did not lose that fucking slip. Your guy fucked up and didn't give it to me. And he was just like, that will never happen. Walks me over to the desk, says it's, you know, it was $55. I was expecting to pay $70. He walks over. He's like, $55. And I was just like, I was just like, $55. He was like, yes. I look at the fucking paper he's filling out, and the fucking slip is still attached. The fucking <laughs> ripoff slip with the ridges is still attached to the fucking rental paper. And I was like, I wanted to be like, fuck you. Give me my slip now so I can hand it back to you. Like, I was so pissed, dude. <laughs> Did you tell him or no? I didn't say anything. He was just like, can you sign here? And like, he was all fucking quiet after that. <laughs> Put his fucking like, tail between his legs I was and like, shit. fuck you, dude. Because I had to pick up the car to return it to Enterprise. But I was just like, fuck you. You fucking douchebag. He was like, he was Jamaican too. And he was just super rude. And I was like, I was pissed off. I was so mad. And then what did we do that first day? I don't even remember. Oh, we went and saw a play. That was pretty cool. I don't want to bore you with details. What play? Dear Evan Hansen. It was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, continue. Um, Times Square. We got interviewed by this like YouTube video about storming Area 51. I gave some funny responses because I wanted to go viral. They said it was called Fueled by Culture, which has like 200,000 Twitter followers, but they don't get a lot of engagement on their tweets. And I don't see them post any fucking YouTube videos. So like, I don't know what this is going up on because it was like a person on the street interview. And he asked like, he asked a few questions. He asked, uh, he asked Riley, like, oh, would you do this or whatever? And she was like, yeah. And he's like, what about you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why? I was like, because she makes the decisions in this relationship. Like, I was just trying to be funny. And then one of his <laughs> questions is like, what if you found the alien and it was a perfect clone of your girlfriend? And she asked him, and like, what, what would you do if you found the alien? It was a perfect clone of your boyfriend. And Riley gave some, like, run-of-the-mill answer. And then he looked at me, 
And he's like, what would you do? And I was like, and I looked at the camera. I was like, three-way? <laughs> like, <laughs> and the guy was just like, it's not gay if it's in a three-way, ladies and gentlemen. And they walked away. And I was like, oh, oh I'm going to go viral, baby. <laughs> I told her, I was like, I literally answered those questions just to go viral. Like, I wasn't trying anything else. Um, and then, yeah, we went back home. The subway system. shit on here. Yeah, that's what I, I filled out a waiver and everything. That's weird. Um, the subway system was really, it was simple. It was easy to understand. That actually wasn't hard at all. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that many crazy people. We did get a few. There was one guy who was asking for food and money or whatever. And then he walked in between the cars as they were moving. Cause you could do that. I thought he died, but I guess that's something a lot of people do. Cause I saw like seven people do it. I thought he died when he went out there. I was like, right, I think he just died. <laughs> Cause I didn't realize you could do that. <laughs> I thought he just opened the door and like fell off the train. Oh my gosh. Um, there was one girl on our way to the airport. She was just talking out loud. And uh, I think she had like Tourette's or something. She's like, that fucking Blanco stealing all my money. Blah, blah, blah. Like talking about this Blanco <laughs> she knew, but I was so stupid. I was the only white person on the train. So I thought she was talking to me. I was so scared. <laughs> She kept saying, like, Blanco, and she was talking in Spanish. And I was, like, looking at the corner of my eye, like, oh, fuck, I'm about to get fucked up by this bitch. That is great. Oh, but she ended up, by what she was saying, I could tell she was talking about someone else. She's like, oh, and to all my train people, I'm sorry I'm venting about my life. You guys don't deserve to hear this. You're beautiful people. I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not the Blanco that stole her money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We took a train to Philly on Thursday. Saw the Phillies play the Dodgers. That was cool. Uh, walked into Ikea. Citizens Bank is beautiful. That game, it like rained the entire game. So we pretty much watched the whole game from like the concourse at like the standing room only like mm-hmm. bars. That kind of sucked. I didn't want to sit in the rain. They played it because I don't know why. Dodgers lost that. Not that many mean Philly fans either, surprisingly. There was one Philly fan that was like heckling a Dodger fan, but again, the Dodger fan kind of brought it upon himself. Not Philly people, or, like Philadelphia people were known to be nice. Not the Boston The city of brotherly love. What was Seattle? That's Seattle, Seattle, something no, like that. That's Philly. Seattle's nice too, though. Then we walked to IKEA. We got Philly steaks, which <laughs> let me tell you, delicious. True, Absolutely true. Philly steaks. Oh yeah, not I California looked up California Philly steaks. I looked up. Well, let me tell you, I looked up the best Philly steak place, and this was like what what I found on the internet. Our Uber driver told us this was the second best, and his favorite was this other place. We didn't go to like the tourist trappy ones in downtown, and I, I was I'm happy because afterwards the Lyft driver was like, "Yeah, those ones used to be really good." like the ones that originated it but now they're so touristy it's like they just get them out get them out and it's not as good and i was like well i'm glad i didn't do that but we still went to this place that was open in like 1906 and like oh shit had a bunch of these awards i forgot what they were called riley was like oh wow they have one of those and i was like i don't know what that is this picture of guy fieri on the wall there was not Uh, but i think he was there i can imagine if it's been there that long um it was delicious but i will say it was not like exponentially better than philly steak and sub it wasn't like, like oh my god. And I think that just tells me that Philly Steak and Sub is a good Philly Steak. And I know you prefer Charlie's. And I think Charlie's is delicious. Flavorless garbage. And this kind Fucking of... Fucking magical. Dude, Charlie's is just so bland though. What do you get? Just a Philly Steak. See, I don't get that. <laughs> well, what do you get? A chicken? Yeah, chicken. Cali- okay, well, California chicken. Well, you can't... I don't even get a Philly. I get a California okay, then chicken. Okay, that doesn't even count. Fantastic. This Philly steak, it was not just... A big, not a big Philly cheesesteak fan. It was seasoned. The meat was delicious. You could tell it had tender love and care in it. I got mine. I was worried about ordering a Philly steak with no cheese. I thought I was going to get heckled. They actually have called a plain steak with no fucking cheese. I was like, thank God. I'm not alone in my ventures. They're probably talking shit about you over the grill. They were kind of... Uh, they kind of had that brash, like, 
order your food and hurry the fuck up attitude, which I liked. Some girl in front of us <laughs> left because they were kind of being rude to her. But I was like, I like this. I want this. I want this experience. <laughs> but they they were a little nicer to me and Riley. <laughs> like treat me like shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were a little nicer to me and Riley because me and Riley were like more like just reset. Like I want this. I want this. Boom, go. But like there was people who were just kind of like, uh, you know what I mean. And that's when they were kind of like, you know, kind of more rude. And I was like, be fucking rude to me. Treat me. Yeah, treat me badly. <laughs> abuse me <laughs> uh that was delicious what else did i do we did the city field tour walked through the mets clubhouse and everything pretty nice glad i'm not the club i'm the, not the bat boy there i don't have to vacuum those carpets it was fucking massive um it's like a homage to the dodgers city field is actually modeled after ebbets field if you look up city field ebbets field they look identical really? i don't know if you've ever seen that the whole front of the ballpark is called jackie robinson rotunda and it has a huge number 42 in the whole center is all about like his life and his bravery, which is fine. It should be respected, but like, it's almost like that was their player. And it's like, so the, the Mets have, um, connections with the giants, their logo, the N Y was actually the giants old, you know, New York logo. They got their orange from the giants. They got their blue from the Dodgers. Bet you didn't know that. Nope. But they're, they were always, the Mets kind of always, you know, it's like, because the Dodgers were always like the second team in LA, the Brooklyn team, the Giants were always the team in Queens. You know, they were the second team of the Yankees. So the Mets always kind of had that connection as like the second team, but much more to the Giants. That should have been like a Willie Mays rotunda. You know what I mean? They had more history with the Giants. It's kind of like you know, I know the Angels were technically around before the Dodgers, but it's like the Angels and the Dodgers. The Angels shared Dodger Stadium with the Dodgers. You know, it's like it's like if the Angels were to open a new ballpark and it was Tony Gwynn rotunda. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like the Padres. It was weird. I don't know why, but. But their stadium was nice, um, and they went to the Yankee game. That day was brutal because the subways uh, all malfunctioned. I heard about that. Yeah, it was like one of the worst malfunctions of the year or something like that. Literally every subway going north, and it's like all the commuter rails. It was Friday at 5 o'clock, so all the people that work in Midtown, oh, downtown, fuck. you know, they're going back to Harlem. They're going back to the cheaper areas because they can't fucking afford to live in downtown. Even where we lived was super expensive. I looked up on Zillow. Like a two-bedroom apartment is like $3,000 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. It does not sound fun. So they're all going up north, you know, all those fucking trains shut down. We got lucky, so we hopped on the train, literally went, had to have been, you know, 500 feet, whatever, and it, it just stops. And I'm just like, fuck. And I'm being a drama queen again, and I'm just like... Sounds like Jason. Oh, I forgot to tell you about Riley's bad girlfriend moment. I'll circle back to that. Okay. I was being a drama queen. I was like, I paid all this money. We're not going to go to the game, blah, blah, blah. And Riley, this is where I said a mean comment. Riley was like, you need to stop, you know, freaking out. And I said, you didn't pay $5,000 to go on this trip, so don't tell me not to freak out. <laughs> Not the right thing to say in that situation. Should have just left you there. Should have found her a New York boyfriend. <laughs> I was a little upset, though, because instead of, like, consoling me during my time of freak out, she made me feel bad about freaking out. Well, it sounds like you were freaking out a lot. Dude, it was stressful. I, was, I like, think she needed to smack you around a little bit. I was. Put yourself together. I was freaking out a little. But, dude, I fucking coordinated a full, like, 10-day vacation by my fucking self. You know what I mean? And it's like. That's the part of the reason I cried when I went to Fenway. I cried when I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. It wasn't like my parents took me there. It wasn't like, you know. It was like, I fucking paid for this. I fucking, I did this. And I even told Riley that when I was having like my freak out anxiety attack. I was like, I'm just a fucking kid. I shouldn't be doing this. I should have fucking done that. I'm a fucking man. And that's why I cried. That's why she needed to slap you around a little bit. <laughs> I'm on Riley's side with that. But uh, yeah, the train gets stuck. We're stuck in there for 20 minutes. I'm just like, oh God. The lift ride was like, it spiked at like $110 for like a 15, 20 minute ride. Jesus Christ. Because of surge pricing. Everyone they was knew like, everyone was going to fucking do it. Riley found an Uber for like 75, Don't which was just, still a lot. Don't they just fucking have taxis everywhere? It would have been more. And all the taxis were taken. We saw people waving taxis down and they just, you know, cause you they were all taken. You didn't even wave a fucking taxi in New York? No. Cause they're super expensive. 
okay, but I would like two blocks. <laughs> just so you'd be like, taxi. <laughs> um, Call one. So you'd be like, cabs are here. <laughs> cabs are here. Um, we got lucky because we got stuck for 20 minutes. And then the, we were close enough to the next stop where she kind of like crept the train up to the next stop. And we were able to get out. I read on Twitter that there were people stuck on a train for an hour and a half. Fuck that. Would have completely missed the game, dude. We got to the game like 20 minutes late. We ended up leaving in like the eighth inning. We were only there for like two hours, which kind of sucked. I wish I explored Yankee Stadium more. But that's where there was that one Yankee fan that was heckling and drunk. Kept chanting, we want Houston. I told you about that before the pod. <laughs> um, one thing about Yankee Stadium, they need to get their like admitted, admit their gates, their entry gates. They need to get those in check, bro. Massive lines. There's like two gates, three gates, and massive lines. It took like 15 minutes to get in the ballpark. I've never experienced that anywhere. That's unfortunate. They need to get that in check. And like... Do the renovations Dodgers are doing. That looks sick. That does look sick. That looks super Continue sick. story, though. Um, that was cool. We saw Edwin Encarnacion hit a grand slam. The guy caught the, who caught the ball looked like he just had his first kid or something. He was so happy. <laughs> I was laughing more at him. Then, or I was laughing more at him than paying attention to the game because he was so fucking ecstatic, dude. He like grown ass man just caught it, jumping for joy, hugging his friends. Like, oh, dude, That's he was so awesome. ecstatic. And then we went back to the room, whatever. Riley's bad girlfriend moment. Let's hear it. First night of the trip, we go down, you know, because there's pizza, there's like Italian places everywhere. We go get some spaghetti because I was like, I feel like spaghetti. We get to the place and I'm looking at their options. They got like spaghetti and meatballs, spaghetti and this, spaghetti and that. And they had spaghetti and marinara. So like pizza marinara. I was like, that sounds fucking delicious. Like, I love marinara sauce. I love marinara. It was already in spaghetti. But no, there's like tomato sauce. It was like chunky marinara from like Little Caesars. You know what I mean? Okay. It wasn't just like normal tomato sauce. It was like chunky marinara like you would dip your breadsticks in. Okay. So I was like, I want that. I don't want spaghetti and meatballs. I want that. So I get spaghetti and marinara. Riley gets spaghetti and meatballs. We get back to the room. Riley thinks that I didn't order spaghetti and meatballs because I was being cheap and I didn't want to spend too much money for myself. Even though spaghetti and meatballs was only $3 more and we had plenty of money, like $3 wasn't going to make the rank. So she opens the my fucking spaghetti marinara and coughs all over it because she thinks I ordered that for her because I didn't want – because or I ordered that because I didn't want meatballs. And I'm pissed. I'm like, why the fuck did you just cough all over my spaghetti? <laughs> I don't get her thought process. And she's like, I thought you ordered yourself without meatballs. So I coughed on it so I have to eat it and you can eat the one with meatballs. And I was just like, okay, I understand thought process now. Terrible thought process. And I was just but. like, I didn't want meatballs. I wanted marinara sauce. Bear in mind, the one with marinara sauce has a lot more noodles because you don't get the meatballs. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. I'll just eat this one with the meatballs. I didn't want the meatballs anyways. So what does she do? She fucking grabs the meatballs out of my spaghetti and puts it on her coughed on marinara thinking that I didn't want the meatballs now. When in reality, I wanted the meatballs because that's all I had. So she doubled up. She got the she marinara doubled up, got and the meatballs. marinara and the meatballs. I was stuck with spaghetti with barely any sauce, not as much noodles and no meatballs, and she ate all her food and I was just I was mad the whole time. And even yet, she was mad at me. <laughs> she was being mad at me. I don't know why. I even asked her afterwards and she was like, "I don't want to talk about it" cuz she knew she was being Oh man, dude. I was like, "What?" Like, so when we went the sec, we went to that same place our last night and I was like, what do you want? And she's like, I want spaghetti marinara too. I was like, it was delicious. Wasn't it? She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was delicious. Let me tell you. Oh man. I was, I was livid, bro. <laughs> so, That's unfortunate. That was like the only time I was mad at her the whole trip is because she coughed my spaghetti. <laughs> um, what else do we do? New York pizza. Oh, so, yeah, I didn't eat any pizza until, like, the last two days of the trip. So, I devoted myself to only eating pizza. 
I held true until dinner the last night. I had to eat something else. I couldn't not eat pizza uh, or couldn't keep eating pizza. First pizza place we went to, it was like a touristy trap. It was the oldest pizzeria in New York, in the United States. It was pretty good. It was, uh, you know, we got like this margarita, basil, whatever pizza. It was delicious. It was like nice thin crust, nice and crunchy. The crunch was delicious. Gave it an 8.5 out of 10 on my scale. And then from there, it went downhill. Um, That's not good. The traditional slice of New York pizza, it's not that good. It's it's like Sbarro. It's, I don't, I don't like Sbarro. It's literally like a slightly better than Sbarro. The good piece I had was better than Sbarro, but the bad piece I had was worse than Sbarro. So we went to one place, Joey's, which was good. It was like, I think I gave it like a 6 out of 10. It wasn't bad. Um, it was like that greasy slice I was looking for, you know. It had like, it was like a meat lover's. It was it was good. Like, I ate it, but I wasn't like, it was better than like our current food court pizza. But I wasn't like, oh my god, you know. Then we went to this place called Little Vincent's, like an hour after that. Terrible. It was by our room. <laughs> and Little Vincent, I don't know if it was Vincent himself, but he was rude as fuck. He was super mean. And I was like, Lil Vincent, you're a little bitch. Like, I'm never coming here again. I let He's mad because he t- makes bad pizza. I left them a Yelp review. That's how unsatisfied Damn. I was you with their pulled pizza. A Karen on their ass. Dude, did you see the pictures of the pizza? It no. was disgusting. It was like greasy as hell. I got a meat lovers and a pepperoni. I only ate the pepperoni because the meat lovers, the sausage was just disgusting, dude. I couldn't eat it. And the pepperoni too. It was just like You're just not a true New Yorker, Jay. Dude, if this is true New York pizza, then true New York pizza sucks ass. That was the pizza. Tell me that doesn't look like cafeteria pizza, Tyler. Tell me that doesn't look like cafeteria pizza. It looks atrocious. <laughs> it was terrible. Let me read you my Yelp terrible. review. I'd rather get Domino's. Let me read you my Yelp review. Also, um, before we ate pizza, we got free tickets to the Statue of Liberty. I forgot to buy them before, and I checked the night before, and they were sold out to like August, and I was like, shit. Oof. And we're walking up. There's like a three-hour line to get on the ferry to go on the thing. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, We could just look at the statue from Battery Park, hang out, eat some ice cream, and leave. As we're walking up, this guy comes up. He's like, hey, do you need tickets? And I was like, oh, we don't have any. Why? And he was like, here. I have my our, my two friends didn't show up. Here are two free tickets. And hands us two pieces of paper. And I was like, what the hell? Like, and I was like, oh, thank you so much. But I was still skeptical. Like, why would yeah. this guy just hand me? And But there were papers with barcodes. And I was like, well, let's just go try. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to scan it, say they're not real, and then we just walk away. <laughs> we end up in the same ballpark that we're in. And they were legit. His friends didn't show up. And we got to go to the Statue of Liberty Island. It's pretty bitchin'. How's that? It was cool. It was just a statue. statue. Yeah. Seems had like delicious lemonade. The best lemonade I've ever had in my life. It was like wow. Dell's, called Dell's Lemonade. Who would have guessed? It was, oh man. Statue it was, of Liberty Lemonade. Well, it's more than Statue of Liberty, but they had a stand at Where did the they Statue get it Liberty. from? I don't know. I'm just saying, be careful if it's coming out from like under the dress. <laughs> Might not be lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> we had pedestal. Um, oh, I have 139 reviews on my uh, reviews. They had we had like pedestal things, so we could have went not to the top, but just like on the pe- like the pedestal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we ended up not. Riley was a little hot and overheated, and we just didn't. I was overheated too. It was very very hot that day. Here's what my my Yelp review of Little Vincent's. If people really think, because a bunch of people are saying this is the best pizza in the Upper East Side, uh-huh. if people really think this is the best pizza in UES Upper East Side, then New York Ooh, pizza probably local. isn't as good as every New Yorker wants to believe. The mall near me in California makes better pizza at a Sapporo knockoff. <laughs> Damn, bro. Should roast the fuck out of oh Vincent. Oh, my God. <laughs> a fool's going to find you. <laughs> I know. I was a little scared, too, because, like, we had to walk by that place every single time we, uh, like, went back to the room. 
and it was all glass and like that's why we went in the first time because i made eye contact with the guy making the pizza and he's like come in come in i was like fuck i guess i gotta come in now <laughs> and like so i was scared i was like every time i walked by i'm like shit that guy's gonna look at me and fucking like fight me <laughs> um funny and, shit and then the last slice i had that evan bricker that one was the best one of the bunch besides lombardi's but it still wasn't like like cross-eyed cow i know you haven't had it it's like way the fuck out there that's better uh pasco's better and pasco's Pasco's pretty good. It's not bad. Pasco's last time gave me the shits, though. Like, fucked me up bad. Um, it's unfortunate. You know, it wasn't anything special. New York pizza. Did you get, like, a like a cart hot dog? Like, a side-of-the-road hot dog at a cart? I did not. I did from Boston. I got an Italian sausage. I didn't get I didn't get one from New York, and I was pissed about it. That's, yeah, that's unfortunate. That's I completely very, that's forgot. just as New I know. York as a I know. fucking pizza. I know. I, I know. I told myself we went to the Central Park well, on guess Sunday. Guess there's always next time you're in New York, Jay. Well, I'll probably be back eventually. Especially if my career goes where I want it to go. I'm going to go cover, like, the teams. Because next time you're in New York. <laughs> I got an Italian sausage from Boston. And that was delicious with the peppers. I tipped the guy six bucks, which Why? was a lot. I don't know. He was just really nice. He was, like, he was being rude but nice at the same time. He was doing, like, that rude Boston thing. I was like, I like this. I want you to be rude to me. Like, he was being nice to, like, us and being nice to Riley but being kind of rude to me. But, like, nicely rude. You know what I mean? Jade, what does Riley have like a gimp suit or something? <laughs> it was just there's been there, there's multiple events now where you liked being treated like shit. It wasn't treated like shit. It was just like the whole like like you know what I mean like no frills. No, not no frills. That's like nothing special. Like the whole like no bullshit. He was nice. He was nice. Okay, but he was like funny, funny, rude, nice. Like he was being nice to us, and then he was like, um. You know, some other people walked up and we didn't see him. And he was like, how are you guys doing? You know, but acting like he was talking to us. And we started answering. He's like, no, I'm not talking to you. I already asked you. I'm talking to them. And like, it was just funny. And Do I you enjoy it, being spit on. <laughs> and the total was 14 bucks. And I gave him a 20. And I didn't want to like tell him like, oh, just give me three back. So I was just like, oh, just keep it. My hand was full and everything. And I was just like, he was like, oh, thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he called you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking broke out the whip and fucking chain, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the Natural History Museum. That was kind of boring. Not going to lie. Yeah, I would never. Fucking hate museums. 9-11 Museum. Oof. That was... Didn't know we were getting heavy. Let's that just was touch moving. on it. Let's just touch on it real quick. No, that was moving. Went to Ground Zero. Did the museum, like the memorial thing. Dude, they had some crazy shit in there. They had like the fire trucks that got crushed. They had like some of the foundations still up. They had the beam, the iron beam where the plane hit. They had one half of it like on one part and the other half on the other. And it was all like bended and contorted. The craziest part that really got me, because the, the museum's literally like underground right where Ground Zero is. Okay. Are you crying, you little bitch? I yawned, but oh. <laughs> I didn't want to yawn in the mic. It seemed like a really rude time <laughs> to yawn, but you just called me out on it. And it's like underground right where right where it happened, you know? There's, so we, and it's like, it's underground, and then there's like lower levels and stuff, and you take a staircase down. They had a staircase. I'll show you a picture. Okay. Still in place from where it originally was. It's known as the, oh, I don't have a picture of the sign. That's the staircase itself. Okay. So that's that's from the building. Part. That is known as like, a, it has a special name. And it was the only like staircase that people could take from like Tower 1 or Tower 2 from like escaping, you know, the building or whatever. And that's exactly where it was. And there was like blood splots on it and stuff. Like, oh, Jesus. Like you could kind of see some right there. Ow. <laughs> that didn't hurt. I don't know why I said ow. You could kind of see two right there. Like, fuck. Little blood splots. Yeah. 
Like that was like we and you walk down the stairs right next to it, and I was just like, "That's brutal." Whoa. Yeah, and they have a little section that takes you through. Like there's a memoriam section. Um, there was this really moving moving room. And it was like probably like a twenty foot by twenty foot black room, and had projectors on the front that went to both sides of the wall. And all it would do, and I'm assuming it does this all day, it would just say like a person's name. It'd be like you know Scott Hampson, and then it would have like a quote about them or something, and like their picture. And it would Damn. just be like ten seconds of silence, and then the next guy. And it was just like that's brutal. And then they had the one part where it was like, what happened in the morning, and the, you couldn't take pictures in this. It was the exhibit. What is it called? When it's like a part of museum exhibition exhibit. Like, well, no, it's like but I O N exhibition. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't know. And it was like I just told you I don't like museums. And it was like a spiral room, and you can't tell it's a spiral, but you kind of like walk in a circle. And it starts you at like 8.30 before the plane hits. And it takes you in like minute by minute, you know, how they hijacked these planes, how people were responding, when people figured what out. Like one of the things I learned is like they didn't figure out like the second and th- or the third and fourth plane, whatever. They didn't figure out it was hijacked until like 15 minutes after it was hijacked. Like it was oh, shit, crazy. Really? Yeah. It was like, you know, it was like 9.30, you know, whatever was alerted that this plane's been hijacked. But then it was like before that 9.15, the plane was actually hijacked. Like it was like. It was crazy, you know, like you, like they had orders to shoot down any planes and they had video of people taking the planes. They had a special little section of the people that jumped out of the building because they were like burning to death. That part was crazy. There was one quote that was the guy was like, I saw a lady step up to the ledge, pull her skirt down and then jump off the edge. And it showed me that even in a time of crisis, you know, like to have the decency to like pull your skirt down or like what something, you know, cool like that. I was like, whoa, that's yeah. deep. And they had that one famous phone call. I don't know if you heard it about the guy calling his wife on the plane that was hijacked. Yeah. They had like that audio running and I was like, damn. It was moving, bro. I didn't sure it was. I don't think I'd enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Why wouldn't you enjoy it? I'd be fucking bawling my eyes out. I wasn't crying. And I think the reason why I wasn't crying is because they had tissues everywhere. I I don't remember it happening. I think if our parents went, they'd probably cry. 100%. I was like, I was emotional though. I cry, I, was like, I cry like if there's like documentaries or like just video, like two minute videos on Twitter. I've cried at a 9-11 documentary, yeah. Those but, get me. So I'm sure if I went there and actually saw it, I'd be bawling my fucking eyes out. It was just like the aura and it was kind of like it had that like feeling to it. And it almost felt like, I know it wasn't, but to me, it it felt disrespectful to cry. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like I this didn't happen to me. I'm here like out of respect. You know what I mean? I was emotional though. Like I was quiet the whole time. And, like, even afterwards, like, 20 minutes after, I was just kind of, like, I don't know. I was just thinking, you know. And it was crazy to be, like, where it happened and be, like, this fucking happened right here. It was a little scary having to fly, like, three days later. not going to lie. <laughs> I got in my own head. <laughs> you should have stopped eye on the way to the airport. <laughs> and then One World Trade Center. It's fucking huge. It's, it's fucking massive. Did you see the Empire State Building? Yes, we didn't, like, walk up to, like, next to it, but, yeah, we saw it. Did you walk up all those stairs? <laughs> <laughs> we saw the Flatrion building, the little, the like, the triangle uh, one. yeah. Riley didn't know what that was. Riley had never heard I of that. I only know about it because of Spider-Man. <laughs> Me too, from the video I'm, games, yeah, but... being honest. <laughs> but, like, still, she had no idea, and, like, even after I showed her a picture of it, she was like, no, never seen that before, and I was like, really? But, I remember it was on Spider-Man 2, the video game, so... I don't know anything else. We played mini golf. I took that picture on Twitter that has like 300 likes of the rainbow with the skyline. Um, we went to this really fancy Columbus Circle like mall thing. What are you about to say? One out of ten. Each city. Oh, one out of ten. 
Just the environment, the food. Just the city. Um, no, everything. Experience. Well, I don't want to count like the ballparks. There's a ballparks count? Yep. Everything. Uh, I'd say Boston. Boston was cool because there was a lot of history. It wasn't as crowded. But it was more far apart. It was harder to get places. It was a lot of lift money spent on lifts. <laughs> like there was public transportation, but it didn't really it wasn't really near us. Where in New York you're always near a subway stop. But Fenway was probably the best part of the whole trip, can't lie. You getting a phone call? Oh. I'd say I don't know. I'd say Boston was probably like an eight out of ten. I'd say New York was like a seven point five out of ten. I'd say Philly. We didn't see a lot of Philly. We literally just did the game in like the Philly shop. So I, I'm just gonna give it a five out of ten because I didn't see a lot of it. Damn, Jason doesn't like Philly. Um, and it honestly didn't seem all that special, if I'm being honest. Um, and then Cooperstown, the museum itself was ten out of ten, but the whole environment was probably like a three out of ten. Didn't like being in the middle of cow country with like nothing around. So Boston was your favorite. I think so, but I don't know. New York, I I liked New York, too. It was cool seeing everything. So New York had higher highs but lower lows? New York had higher highs, but if... Also, you were probably there at like the worst possible time to The heat was terrible, The yeah. heat and the fucking train thing breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> See, New York, I think, was like cooler as a tourist. Like, if I could go back and tell anyone, like, go to New York or go to Boston, removed from the baseball games, I'd probably be like, go to New York. You know, you're probably going to be overwhelmed, but you got to experience it. You know, you got to go see a play on Broadway. You got to go to Times Square, which is just like another Vegas, you know, just Eminem world and all that bullshit. <laughs> um, you know, it's cool for the, in that regard. But, like, places to live, well, I wouldn't want to live in Boston. I would much rather live in Boston than live in New York because New York is just so fucking chaotic. And I don't know how people live there. I don't. You can't own a car. You rely on a subway system. It's a different type of life. I I don't. I like. I missed it. You know, I was homesick. Being from California and shit, completely different. I feel like I was homesick, but then now that I'm gone, I'm sad it's over. But yeah, I just can never imagine myself living in New York. We went to this really nice mall in Queens. That was cool. But you know where I can never imagine. Are you done with your story? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I got anything else about my vacation. Good trip. It was a great trip. That's great, Jason. 10 out of 10. I almost bought your dad. I know he's listening. I almost bought him a cigar from Cooperstown. It was a cigar. It was like 25 bucks and it had like a Cooperstown, you know, what is that thing? Sleeve? Ring, sleeve, whatever. But then I looked into it and I guess like flying with cigars is really bad unless you have a special case because the pressure and everything and like not being, you know, humid and we still had like seven days on our trip and I was like, I think it's going to be bad. I think the thought that the, you know, you thinking about him, it's all that counts. Well, Initially, it was the days. I was like, I'm not going to be able to have a cigar for seven days, and it'll go dry without a humid, mm-hmm. uh, humidor. humidor. But then there was a cigar shop, the New York Cigar Shop, whatever, literally right next to our room. And I wanted to go get him a cigar, and that's when I read that flying with them, unless you have like this special case that um, keeps the pressure you know, normal, it can fuck them up. So, and I was like, yeah, I'm not buying a fucking, you know, however expensive that case is just to get him one cigar. Yeah. So... Sorry, Riley, in advance, but I did think about you. I didn't even buy Tyler a souvenir, and I thought about buying Riley a souvenir. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's I didn't right. buy you guys souvenirs. It's okay, Jason. Riley wanted me to buy you a souvenir last day. She's like, you need to buy Tyson. I was like, I didn't buy anyone else something. It's all right. I don't want to show favoritism. I don't want nothing. It's okay. <laughs> That's what I said, too. I'm like, what am I going to buy him? A keychain he's never going to use? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. That's all right, Jay. I did look for something for you, though. What? 
there was these little it was a magnet and it was like a subway like the subway logos like the because they're either like the w or the r and it was like the subway lettering okay. and there was a three train i was gonna get you the three but they were sold out of threes and i, I was do like, like three three is my favorite number and i was like that's the one thing that could have actually related to tyler i was like nope not getting anything it's too late <laughs> good trip though yes great trip 10 out of 10 would recommend would not live there never live there no damn we're almost at two hours which is why i'm segueing here jason you know where i would never live in the jungle the mighty jungle in the middle of the african desert with lions <laughs> this week yesterday actually went and saw the lion king live action movie quote-unquote live action live action with just, just cgi it's just prettier animated yeah nothing live right like nothing i don't know how they shot Tre- it are the trees live maybe i don't i don't think they went to africa to shoot it or nothing like well, i don't have to go to africa but, uh, but either way i think it was all cgi because at least jungle book had a person didn't have a person. This one did not have a person. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do a quick review of it. Oh, on our our fail proof movie scale. Fail proof movie scale. Um, I did the movie scale beforehand, so it's not gonna take too long. Everyone knows the story. So I mean spoilers, but if you haven't fucking seen Lion King, then I haven't seen Lion King. But I don't care. You haven't seen the animated version? Only in French. Oh, that's right. You're fucking weird. I'm gonna be honest. Exact same movie. Yeah. Exact same scene for scene. However, not, not even like extra jokes or anything. I mean, was the dialogue the same? Uh, for like a good chunk of the dialogue was, but um, Timon and Pumbaa were different. Were different. Seth Rogen got his own jokes. Oh, that's good. Um, were they funny at least? Yeah, he did a good job, and Billy Eichner, who played Timon, did a really good job. Um, was Michael Keaton in this at all? Mm-mm. That's why it was bad. Not bad. It wasn't bad. Plot and story, I gave it a 15 out of 20. Just because I'm just I'm just judging the plot. Lion King's got a decent plot. Does have a good plot. What has it been compared to? Hamlet? Maybe, I don't There's know. There's like a Shakespeare play it's been Kemba, compared to. I know, it's the one that ripped off. Kemba Walker? No, it's the, it's called Kemba. <laughs> um, just 15, it's it the exact same story. Literally scene for scene, exact same story. Yeah. Visual cinematography. How was the uh, the death scene? With a stampede. Let me get to that in key okay. elements. Okay. Visual cinematography. The animation looked really good. They looked like they were fucking real. I know it was fake. It looked yeah. like it was real. I will say a little unfortunate. We went to a movie theater. The movie theater itself was a little fucked up. And I could tell from the previews. Yeah. Kind of fucked up the experience. Visual cinematography. I'm giving 17 though. Because it looked amazing that they fucking made all those animals look like they were actually I thought there. you were mad that they're, you couldn't see their facial expressions or something. That's what I'm getting into key elements. Jason. Oh, okay. Key elements for me on this live action remake. Yeah. How well did it translate into live action? Yeah. How well did they translate the story and everything? Not well. <laughs> the thing with animation and when you're drawing things, you can show emotion on a lion's face. He can look scared. He can look happy. He can talk like a human, yeah. but he's animated. Nothing. There's no emotion. <laughs> I mean, they look like lions and they're talking and like, oh, like we're cuddling like lions, like um, Simone and Simone. What the fuck's his name? Simba? <laughs> yeah. Simba and uh, Nala. Nala. Like they're, they're cuddling on each other like cats do and shit. But it's like there's yeah. no facial expression. The death scene, <laughs> it was not impactful at all. Really? I literally, it was like, a, I know this from the cartoon, but it was like, oh, long live the king and he stabs him mm-hmm. and he just falls. And it's like, yeah, I think he probably would have survived that. I don't know. It doesn't look that like crazy. 
and like it just cuts to Simba and like in the you know animated it's like Simba's face like oh my god my dad's dying and yeah. like, it zooms in this one is just a lion staring like uh oh like he just stares um <laughs> there's a scene in the animated version where Scar is like hyping up the hyenas basically mm-hmm. is a song it's like green fire or something yeah yeah, yeah. Cave. it's fucking awesome terrifying yeah it was literally just him in a foggy like rock cave <laughs> and it sucked um not a fan a of foggy it at rock all. cave <laughs> it's our band name as far as key elements on you know how far it transitioned into live action bad very bad i gave it a score and i'm actually dropping it down two right now i give it a six out of 20 wow yeah it based it on what you said did that's not fair. fucking work for me at all that's fair um i will say just going with the plot and story i'll wait characters okay did not like beyonce oh dude the bees are coming yeah. that's good more exposure for our podcast did i'll be not- the first this is a Beyonce is overrated podcast. 100%. And um, everything. They cast her. She's kind of monotoned. They will. <laughs> her singing aside, she did fine in the songs. But they cast her for the songs, and she had lines, and it sounded like when you're in high school and you read the plays out of the book, and everyone gets a character <laughs> and you have to read the lines. Yeah. It was very unemotional. She's reading her lines. Damn. Um, Chattles Gambino, not a lot of him. It Who was does mostly he play? Does he play Simba? Simba really yeah like it was mostly young simba at the beginning yeah and then you get him at the end and same thing and he's an actor yeah which is weird to me but i didn't like him the best characters were i love me some seth rogan yeah as pumbaa and he had like his own little jokes and stuff in there he did great timon was great with him scar dude who played scar Mm -hmm. it's fucking terrifying still was a different actor but like his voice acting fucking spot on that's good not i did not like anyone else Rafiki was not good. What about uh, the dad? What's his name? I don't know Mufasa. Name. That was James Earl Jones, who was Mufasa in the first one. Oh, so it better have been good. You could tell he's a lot older than when he recorded the first time because it wasn't as good. Wow. It was the same dude, but it was like, I don't know, nostalgia, whatever. I was expecting it to be like, yeah, that's Mufasa. Like, I don't know. There's a couple scenes where it's just like, you could tell he's older. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Mufasa. <laughs> I mean, he still had the iconic voice, and there's it was all right, but it wasn't as good of a performance. See, I don't even know what Mufasa sounds like, because in French, I'm pretty sure James Earl Jones didn't do it. Darth Vader. So he, he's like, <laughs> like, well, like that. without the mask, but <laughs> it's the same dude who does the voice for Darth Vader. That's kind of a bad example, though, because Darth Vader's voice is so altered, isn't it? But it's along those lines. I've also never still. seen Star Wars. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Characters I gave 10. Really like Seth Rogen and Timon. They did a funny joke where it was, um, they were like, oh, we need live bait, right? And mm-hmm. so they had Pumbaa out there as like bait for the hyenas. And uh, Timon starts singing Be Our Guest from like Beauty oh. and the Beast. Like, you know, I don't know, something. But it was funny. funny. That was my favorite part of the movie, probably, because everything else sucked. <laughs> no, it was, it was all right. It was, I gave it 10 for characters. Enjoyment, 10. Okay. And I said that was going to be my really easy to get 20 category. Yeah. And it got a 10. Wow. What is that a ground total? It just dragged. Like? It just dragged. And I didn't care about the characters because they were no emotions. What was it? 10, 10, 17, 6, and... For a total score, Jason, 58. Yikes. 
once I see it, I'll be able to update that and hopefully raise the average. But. You might bring it up a little bit. I was not a fan. It dragged. I did not like the voice acting. It looked all right. It was the same plot and story, so I can't really change anything of that. But there's just key moments that, as far as transitioning to a live action, that it did not, did not hit for me. Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Jason? The song, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Mm-hmm. What's one of the key words in that? Love. And? Can. And? You? You're going to get it eventually. And? Feel. Tonight. Tonight. You know when they sang that? What? Middle of the fucking day. Um, are you serious? Middle of the fucking day. What kind of oversight is that? Can you feel the love tonight? Why would... In the middle of the fucking day, they're singing around, dancing. How stupid do you have to be to do that? How fucking hard is it to just make that a night scene? Dude, that's bad. That's bad. I did not like it. That's... How do you... Where are you putting your... Where we have our rankings on, do you know? Yeah, I have a document. Um, Because I have one about our Far From Home reviews, and it has Far From Home and Yesterday. Do we have a separate one with just the rankings? Yes. Did you share that with me? Uh, It should be. Yeah, it's shared. It's called Movie Rating Scale, is the document. So that definitely is bottom of our list at this time. Yesterday, got a 73. The Beatles movie, Far From Home, 88.5. Lion King, 58. I saw I saw some movies over, but the weekend. You want to talk trip. about them? I mean, we're at two hours. It's up to you. We can save it for next podcast. Because I can see one of those movies, probably. Yeah, I'll just wait. Okay. I'll wait till next week. This is a long pod. Yeah. Um, movies we're excited for in August. I'll just rip them off. Um, Peanut Butter Falcon. Not excited for that person. Down syndrome. He wants to go to wrestling school. Shia LaBeouf picks him up. It's like a Mark Twain kind of movie. Ty, if you watch the trailer, you're going to want to see it. Haven't watched I promise the trailer. you. I might, I might update next week on the pod. Watch the trailer. You're going to want to see it. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know. I'll probably see it, but I'm not like over the moon like I need to go. That's how I've been since like Fast and Furious 5. It's just there's not really many good movies out in this month. So yeah, it's a pretty bad month. That's probably going to be a movie that you know benefits from that. Um, Good Boys. That's the that's the key one of the month for me. That's the one I'm going to see for sure. That movie looks hilarious. Seth Rogen is it written and produced by Seth Rogen? Um, I'm sure it's something. Either way, sure he's producing, you know, writing whatever. Young Boys going into middle school. Very dirty humored with children. It looks great. Looks fucking hilarious. Um, Dora the Explorer. Not excited, but that <laughs> some people might be. <laughs> they might. That shark movie. People love shark movies. 47 meters down, uncaged. Uh, Batista's in another movie. Another one? Oh my God. Spy. Is I he? love Batista. I didn't know he was in another movie. Yeah. August uh, 23rd, My Spy. He's a pro. She's a natural. <laughs> okay. Batista's <laughs> making strides. And then the Angry Birds 2 movie might be... Uh, it'll probably be the second top grocer of the month. Behind. No way. Uh, people. It's a kid's movie. People want to take their kids to the movies before Dora the school. Dora will do it. You think so? I bet. It looks terrible, but we'll see. Yeah, you're probably right. Right, yeah. All right, Ty, you said we need a better outro. What's your outro idea then? No, yeah, I got nothing. Um, I'll brainstorm. Okay. But so you got anything else, Jay? No, I don't. It was a long pod. Yeah, two hours and four minutes. Everyone, enjoy these two hours and four minutes before Jason makes cuts. It's literally cutting like 15 seconds. Not even that. There won't be many cuts. It'll be close to two hours and four minutes. And us talking about it probably made up for that cut. Yeah. Everybody, be a good friend.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.